is Terrence from Suffocation. You are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Don't let the ball get you. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. My name is Tim Corey. Hey, this is Gorgasm. Shane Embry, bass player of Napalm Death. Rocco Pujaria. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. What's up, everybody? It's Jim Bush from Armored Scene. Hello, Deathsters. This is Martin Van Buren from Asterix. And uh, you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up? And welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis. With me, Dr. Vincent West. Hi, 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 hi. And, uh, got a killer episode for you guys today. We got Terrence fucking Hobbs from Suffocation on the show. Peter Fender. Repeat with Peter Fender. And, uh, Doctor caught up with him on their Morbid Angel tour. That's great. And, uh, they talk about Of the Dark Light, which is out June 9th, so it's out. Um, you can pick it up on Nuclear Blast Records. And, and it's uh, my album of the month for June. And it's the album of the month for the doctor and for, for me as well. You know, uh, That's uh, that's non-negotiable. And I want to talk about that. If you get on our page and you try to negotiate these things, not happening. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. We'll get to that. But the film we have, Doctor? Uh, I gave Terrence the first Wishmaster film. For centuries, he has remained hidden, watching, waiting. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a (laughs) greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh, God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. Was it worth it? What do you like? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do... Ready to play? Don't make a wish. (laughs) Wish master. Careful what you wish for. Which is the most current film we have yet to review on this podcast. It's 1997. This is the furthest away we've been from the 80s that that we've ever done. So this is definitely special. But this is one of the great, you know, one of the great horror movies to come out in the last 20 years. So, uh, famously, Robert Kurtzman directed this. Uh, guy that needs no introduction. He's done the makeup for every goddamn thing. Uh, Candy Effects Group. There you go. Look that up and Google that. Predator, and- Evil Dead 2, Phantasm 2, Night of the Creeps, uh, Dream Warriors. Um, He's a badass. Reanimator. 
Look who did the music. Or his bride of Reanimator. And you've met him. Yeah, Harry Mephrodini does the <laughs> music, who did all the Friday the 13th music. Corey's buddy from the cons. Yeah. Um, that did not charge you. Harry, you rule. That's fucking... That's death metal right there, buddy. He did Boogie Nights. That's crazy makeup effects. Uh, Robert Kurtzman. <laughs> I'm telling you, those guys have their hands in everything. Yeah, and of course, you all tips. know Greg Nicotero does Walking Dead, so he's a millionaire. And this is a... This is executive produced by Wes Craven, as you saw on the screen there. If you guys are following along, we have we are reviewing the Vestron Collector series, uh, Wishmaster here. So uh, the first of its, you know, the first on Blu-ray for the Wishmaster collection. So it's pretty awesome. There uh, got a crazy cast for this. It's uh, narrated by Angus Scrim. Yes, uh, it is. Who needs no introduction either? And that's the only thing I'm sad about with this. We can give it some audio for a second here. Yeah, it's right here. Time God life into the universe. And you know that's and the tall man. gave birth to angels. And the earth gave birth to man. And the fire gave birth to the jinn. Creatures condemned to dwell in the void. This is perfect for Terrence. This is absolutely... This is a death metal movie. Of the dark light. This is perfect for the whole thing. This is an ensemble horror movie cast. It's not the first of its kind, really. I it think. is, you know. It is. Um, Tony well, Todd, Robert England, Kane Hodder. The only thing that would have been before this is in the '80s. They did a horror movie that had Vincent Price, Peter Cushing. Sorry. And of course, that's uh, Tammy Lauren, who is famous for being uh, Boris in Air Force One, which is awesome. That he's the gin. I think it's cool. Yeah, that guy's the shit. He's in every fucking television show there was. He's in Walker, Texas Ranger, A Team, CSI Miami. I mean, he's done every fucking thing. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite thing. Um, this guy looks like fucking Persian Al Pacino. No, the only thing you were saying, there was a movie that the precursor to this would be a movie called uh, House of. House of Long Shadows, which has Vincent, Vincent Price, Price, Peter yeah. Cushing, Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. etc., etc., and that's a the last of the, great. Of the, well, that's of the OG motherfucking yeah. shit, you yeah. know. Oh, there's um, already some. Uh, this nasty, just already some gore here, and we got the fucking some creature coming out of a dude's fucking stomach, and he's eating someone's arm off, and you got titties brushing by. It's not enough for. A, oh yeah. It's been a long time since we did Mr. Skinless. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of nudity in a lot of films lately. So um, we're getting stuff here, but nothing. This is like dude chest burst here. He's about to have his lungs rip out of his fucking chest. Oh, that is Nasty. fucking awesome. Yeah, this one's for you, Terrence, because this is a dude skeletons coming out of his own body. Oh my god! And you could tell that's K and B, man. That's, it looks like fucking Evil Dead shit right there. Yes, it does. That's Army of Fucking Darkness. Right it there. is Nasty. straight up. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. And he loves the, his skeletons. So, yeah, like I said, it's an ensemble cast uh, for... Came out September 19th, 1997. Uh, had a budget of $5 million. Ended up making $15 million domestically. So that's pretty awesome. Um, this is something that... I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is something that I got into. And, of course, famously... Uh, I feel like I got turned into a snake. Uh, Ted Raimi is also in this. Makes he an is. appearance. And Reggie Bannister's in this as well. Yep. So you got and Kane Hodder. Yep. Well, that's what I was saying. You got the ensemble cast, but you also got Love to the Phantasm, uh, 
you know, the Phantasm guys, because you have Angus, you know, uh, narrating, and you have Reggie Baster, oh, so a pharmacist. And he worked, you know, Robert Kurtzman worked with them on Phantasm, too. So sure. um, there's a, definitely a connection there. But if you're going to get Didn't a guy. Did he do three or four? I think he just did two. One of the one of the three did either four, three or four. Oh no! I think Nicotero and Kurtzman did too. I remember Maybe that's that. what it was. Yeah. So um, anyway, there's yeah. the gin right there. He's a total badass. Because the effects in two definitely are. are, are I used to have that movie Maniacs figure of him. The I've got it. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I had it like when I was like twelve, and who knows what the fuck happened to that. Some kid right now still has it. Like, has your goddamn yeah, gin has my Wishmaster, you know, gin figure. Um, well, let's uh, take a gander here and see what movies were out in 1997. As you know, you guys are this is your first episode. Thanks for listening. We normally do when we pop a movie in. Uh, depending on the year, we look up uh, other movies. Around that time, we'll start with normal ones, and then we'll go into uh, horror movies, of course. And then the Doctor will finish it off with uh, metal that year. And well, I'm just I'm just a dumbass reporter, and I not what am I? What was it? I'm a rock star, and a, I think I'm cool, and I, look at, a rock and I look at dudes on Facebook, and we don't care about the underground. We don't support it. We don't. We just don't support underground. Suffocations like they they're out with Backstreet Boys right now. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you this is probably the best horror movie that came out that year because there wasn't a lot. Good lord, we've never done the music. <laughs> the no, music we've, is we've actually, never gone this far. This out. is crazy the, music stuff. I think the furthest we went out was 91. Wow, was there's some. Was it 91? I don't know. You would know that. I don't honestly. It was Lord know. of the Dead was the furthest we've went out so far? Oh no, no, no! Actually, uh, uh, no, that's ninety three. Ninety three, yeah. Ninety four, ninety four. So that's the farthest. It was ninety four. Remember? Because I is, thought it was ninety three, and you said it was ninety four. Right, and this is ninety seven. So this is I'm going to start. Episode. Yeah, we're doing a ninety thing, kids. Yeah, we're on a roll here with the ninety stuff. So we're going to go now. To movies in 1997. These are just regular movies. We'll give you the the. This is fun. We've actually done something completely different tonight. Yeah, and because uh, these music, the records. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, just real quick. The 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 albums and stuff are kind of like it's just bizarre. So there's, there's like no horror that came out. No, of there's album. a lot of stuff, but this is just bizarre music. Well, I really don't know how to describe. You it. ready? This Please. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just normal movies. We got Air Force One, of course, which our boy Tammy in here, that's the gin. And there's Robert England on the screen for you there. Uh, he's on prime time, bitch. There's a lot of uh, movies on this list that involve this movie with some of the people in it. You, know, you can see what else they were doing at this time. Yeah, uh, Boogie Nights. So Robert I Kurtzman, love that movie. Robert Kurtzman had done this too. And real quick, if, if I if you say something about Boogie Nights, it's super quick. The only movie I like Mark Wahlberg in. And you like the Dirk? I do, and but I'll tell you what I love. I love that movie because Burt Reynolds is in it, and Burt Reynolds is oh, one yeah. of my favorite. And he's actors. a porn director. What more do you want? But I mean, and they made Dream and, 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 and how many good. times have I been quoted as if it looks like shit and it sounds like shit, then it's probably shit. And William H Macy's in it with a fucking mullet, and it's funny. Yep, and the, the guy that directed like that, that movie, movie, his dad was Ernie Anderson. 
And Ernie Anderson was the voice of ABC when I was growing up as a kid. Crazy. Tonight on ABC. In fact, if it's okay with you, real quick, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it after you. you continue with your movies. I love you. We're excited. I'm so excited. We haven't done this in a while. I'm really excited to see him. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. I know the doctor's been out on the, uh, the Dr. West uh, road tour. He's been out I've fucking been, nailing been shows, out. getting interviews for you guys. So if you would, uh, definitely give a shout out to the doctor for all the hard work he's been doing the last week or so. It's really been a joint effort, but I yeah, it was last week was 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 hell. Um, but here we go. We'll, we we start. We did Air Force One and uh, Boogie Nights, and I'll save the best for last for the normal movies. Uh, we got Goodwill Hunting came out. <coughs> I've never um, seen that film. Is it good? It's really good, actually. It's I believe I've just never really seen it. Really it looks it Matt looks Damon's good. actually good in it. That's surprising. Uh, Austin Powers, The National Man of Mystery, which I love. Uh, Face Off, I love that movie too. Had it on VHS. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, which is Pierce Bronson. Um, 007, of course. Uh, Event Horizon. Uh, the Game with uh, Michael Douglas, which I love. Uh, Jackie Brown, which was Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the it's a good f- movie. Yeah, it is. The, the Full Monty, which is a movie about male strippers, is fucking hysterical. I've never, never seen, seen that it. movie. It's, it's hysterical. Uh, Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. That's a good True movie. story. It's awesome. Uh, Gattaca. Gattaca was a good movie. Uh, Dante's Peak, which I saw in theaters. I was seven years old. Yeah, I've never seen that Another, movie. that was the Pierce Bronson craze. Uh, see My Best Friend's Wedding. I fucking hate that movie. Uh, <laughs> George of the Jungle, the movie's funny. Uh, Kiss the Girls, which was with uh, Morgan Freeman. That's a good movie, too. Uh, Chasing Amy. That's Shout a good out movie. to it's Kevin depressing. Smith. Uh, Lost Highway. That's a good David Lynch movie. It is good. Uh, the Jackal with Bruce Willis and Richard Gere. That movie fucking rules. Never seen that movie. It's awesome. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Uh, Volcano. This is when all like the fucking disaster films started coming out. Disaster stuff freaks me out. You have to it does. It. It's something I don't watch. Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, which is with Joe Pesci. If you've never seen that, that movie is fucking hysterical. He's got eight gangsters' heads in a fucking duffel bag. And he's carrying it around. He's trying to play it off like he doesn't. You know, I've never even heard of that. It's hysterical. It it's awesome. Joe Pesci. It's it it's awesome. it's hilarious. Uh, Private Parts, which is amazing. Love that. A movie. lot of good comedies. Ninety-seven. Uh, <clears throat> the Saint with Val Kilmer and Alicia Silverstone. The Saint is actually something I really like. It is good. Um, Seven Years in Tibet. Can't get into it, but that was big that year. Uh, liar, liar, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Jim Carrey's best. Um, yeah, that, that's a great movie. You know, I had never seen that until recently. God, it's hysterical. It is. It's a good uh, movie. as good as it gets with Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Jack Nicholson. That movie's actually really funny. Never seen um, it. It's good. Uh, it's good. L.A. Confidential. Uh, Men in Black came out that year. Uh, Batman and Robin, which everyone hates. I love that movie. I just hate George Clooney as Batman. Everything else in that movie, I think it's cheesy as fuck, and that was the reason it was supposed to, it was supposed to be cheesy, and I appreciate that. Uh, Lost World, Jurassic Park, and then we're gonna narrow it down. We'll say Devil's Advocate. I'll put that out. Keanu Reeves is good in that film. Al Pacino's the devil, and that is a good movie. They're fucking was it Charlize <sighs> Theron. Yeah, she's, yes, she's fucking everybody in that movie, and that's always nice to get to pull it to that. Um, <sighs> And then Burt Reynolds. I'm gonna mm-hmm. narrow it down now to my favorites of that year. It's gonna be a weird favorite for me, but this is my favorite out of all of them. Um, actually, it's really hard, but 
All right, the biggest film to come out that year was Titanic. And I had to be dragged to that theater three fucking times. I took women on dates to that. What does that say about me? My mom dragged me there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday opening weekend. I was fucking pissed because I hated that movie the first time. Um, okay, so we got Starship Troopers. Probably, unless you can top it with, well, I mean, Wish It's Master, hard. But, no, but now, 97 is I, really good. Starship Troopers was a great movie. Fifth Element. I don't like that film. I thought you loved The Fifth Element. You don't like that movie? No. Wow. You're my buddy Steve. Core Price has no idea who the, the doctor is. Have a good night. I did, no, um, I do not like that movie at all. Because I swore you did. No, okay. I do not like it at all. Well, I'm, I'm insane. Um, okay. Well, I don't like Bruce Willis except for in Moonlighting uh, and Die Hard. And my favorite Bruce Willis film is The Last Boy Scout. That's a great movie. Sorry, it's Burt Reynolds again there. Okay, so. This is my second to last favorite. Or my second favorite film. I'll give you the first one. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which I saw. It's a good movie. It's fun. My mom never let me live it down. She fucking... She was like, that movie was fucking retarded. And I was like, I loved it. And I was freaking out because I was so happy to see it. And she was pissed off. She wasted two hours. And then, in my opinion, the best movie to come out in 97, and my favorite of 97, Con Air. You love that movie. Oh, yeah. That's one. That's I can right, quote that that's as much right, as I, That's right there. I'd about to say it's right behind that. That's my second favorite movie of all time. Would be Connery. my favorite movie from that year. Though would still have to be Boogie Nights. Oh, I love it. That's one of my favorites. And actually, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's dad was Ernie Anderson, mm-hmm. and this is a real quick snippet: thirty-two seconds of his father. Saturday, the love just might sink. That's entertainment. It's a Titanic two-hour spectacular with Barbie Benton, David Birney, the Rovers, Audra Lindley, Lola Falana. Voice of ABC. Now, the love boat may not be for everybody, but maybe this one will get everybody. Saturday on TJ Hooker. Robbery in progress. The backup pulls a freeze. She didn't fire. And a coward's found out. Then Julie goes overboard for Engelbert Humperdinck, and it's full speed ahead on the love boat. Ernie Anderson was a fucking genius. He was also the highest paid person to ever do voiceover work in the world when he became the voice of ABC. He went from literally living in Ohio with his son that directed Boogie Nights to being it. Mm. He was the voice of ABC. Anyway, I'm a fucking dork. <laughs> All right, well, here's the horror, uh, horror movies, and they're not very good lists. There's some okay ones on here. This... I say Wishmaster. Well, the music one's weird, but at least it's something we've never done. Well, Wishmaster is definitely the the strongest one to come out that year, in my opinion. I think it's the one that stands out to this day. That's you know still relevant, you know, for horror movies. So, if you count Lost Highway as a horror film or Event Horizon, whatever, I think they're thrillers, not necessarily. No, horror. those are not horror. They're films. thrillers. There's David Lynch has never done a suspense. horror film. Suspense. They're suspense thriller. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Mimic. Was a ninety seven. Never seen that movie. Uh, it's an alien it's movie. An alien isn't it? insect thing. It's gross. It's like a cockroach movie or something. It's really nasty. It's like alien. Is that the? Is that movie? It is. Like no, it is. No, it is. You're. It is. Uh, Scream two. I don't like those movies, man. I don't like any of it. Everybody's like, I love those movies. I don't like them. I think. Here's my opinion on them. They're not great. I don't care if people like them. I don't know. They're like they're not great movies. I just think 
I don't know. They're they're actually just kind of fun. They're more like comedies. Like they play out. Yeah, you like it. You like it. I, I mean, mean they're I, they're parodies of, of horror in and of itself, but it's also kind of. I mean, Wes is a genius cool. if you yeah. think about it. He reinvented himself in his career, but I just can't get into those movies. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I tried. I, I'm not like I tried that. to watch the first one a while. What's that main asshole that's in that movie? I hate him. He's the ghost face. Um, I hate him. He's the ghost face guy. Matthew Lillard? No, he him. was yes. one of them. He was one Matthew of Matthew Lillard. There's two I of them in the Matthew first Lillard, too, I hate. Okay. I just don't like him. Uh, I know what you did last summer. You know, here's your, Okay, can we talk about that real quick? The 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 killer. I love the killer. No, here's no oh, this is gonna weird you out. This is not a joke. You can Google this, it's real. The killer in that film slept with my gay cousin. How did that fucking happen? They met each other at a at a bear retreat. What? I'm I, on my <laughs> life. If I if I'm lying, I'm done. I know what Vincent's uh, cousin did last summer. <laughs> I'm just that telling is, you. Oh, that, that's, that's, it's a true story, and I'm I'm not trying to out the TV. dude, but I'm pretty sure he already is. But that got literally is that I, little wishmaster. Little uh, gin. Yes, because he, he so. tries to you know. Yes, it is. Tries to break that amulet or jewel or whatever. It is, and he comes out of it, and oh, it's nasty. So yeah, the killer in that slept with my gay cousin because they they had a hot thing at some bear retreat thing. That's not a joke. That's a true story. As disturbing That's... as it is, I know who you slept with last summer. He gave him a rusty hook, and you know. I'm just telling you, it's true. <laughs> That's a true story. Because um, apparently he's from like Newport, Tennessee, or something. Weird. He's uh, from somewhere <laughs> like that. Oh, uh, Anaconda. Oh, that movie's horrible. It is horrible. The Ice Cube thing, it's terrible. My favorite thing about the whole film, though, is that, um... <coughs> what the fuck's his name? Uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. He gets fucking eaten and, like, shit out. I don't like name. him anyway. So, uh, John Voight. Yeah. I like him in Heat, and that's it. Uh, Alien Resurrection. It's another turd. The movie's a turd. It's a turd. That's a Joss uh, Whedon turd. A lot of people don't is. know that. Yeah, it is. Because everybody is. loves Joss Whedon, but Joss Whedon actually wrote that. He thing. started out with a fucking a poopy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spawn. I'm going to count that as a horror movie. I think that movie's awesome. I think they did a really good job of it um, for for its time. I've got to be honest with before you. Before superhero movies were really a, like a huge deal, you know, besides Superman and all that stuff. I'll be honest with you um, about that film. I don't like it, but I don't. I don't I hate. It. Here's the thing. I don't hate it. I was also seven. It's, when it's it an came age out. thing. Yeah, I was seven. When, when I watched, watched it, like, I was. I was like, I was just like, oh, I was like, this nasty. is nasty. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the gin's a fucking badass. No, it's it's super dumb. Even watching it now, I'm like, God, oh, why did I like this? Why am I watching <laughs> this? No, if it's a whoopee for you, there's nothing wrong with that. I have whoopee films. It <laughs> and, is, and I like. Um, if you guys are younger, you like White. that, and it's fine. He's great. He's the fucking uh, he's great. Black Dynamite, I think, is bad. He's great. He was. In, I watched Exit Wounds the other night, the Seagal movie, and he was in it. I've never seen that movie before. I'm My a big favorite. Steve, I'm a big Steven Seagal fan. So I think the most credible thing in horror that came out that year, besides the Wishmaster, of course, was there no Steven Seagal stuff in Night Zone? I didn't see anything. Um, yeah, the best thing, in my opinion, to come out besides this film as horror, which you can classify this as horror, in '97 was Toxic Crusaders, the movie. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Which was the Toxic Avenger cartoon that they had, and they had the movie come, came out that year, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so uh, 97 was more of a year for comedies were at its best, and um, had some really good comedies come out that year, so. Yeah. I feel like there's a Steven Seagal film you've missed from that year. I've been watching all these Steven Seagal films lately, and I know that's not... Well, actually, maybe you're, maybe there wasn't. No, there was not. Anyway, I goddamn love Steven Seagal. I've been watching all these... Because it's like watching a horror oh, uh, movie, watching fi- him uh, kill people. Fire Down Below. It did come out. Yeah, 97. That was it, though, I think, for that year. Fire okay. Down Below. Anyway, I've been, I've been on a, a Steven Seagal kick. I know that's gay, but... I it's just, not gay. Steven I fucking, Seagal's a shit. I love watching those movies. Uh, oh, out for great. Justice is a fucking bloodbath. I watched that the other night. That movie's a... It's it's got the the dude you met uh, uh, from uh, he's in it. He's the fucking William villain. Forsyth. He's the villain in it. That's awesome. He's on coke and there's I mean they sit there and just beat the living dog shit out of each other in that movie. Um, I'm it, thinking it's hard to kill. Doesn't he like cut someone's head off with a samurai sword in that movie? No, you're thinking of Mark for Death. That That's Mark for awesome. Death. That's where he's like fuck off and die, and he fucking cuts his head off. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> It's awesome. Hard to kill is raunchy too. Though. That's oh, a that's a really good. If you want just good. Oh no no, you're right. That is hard to kill. Yeah, yeah he's like fuck. He's, he's on his knees and, he's, <laughs> and the guy's trying to talk to him. He's like whatever. Fuck you and die. He gets his head off the samurai sword. That's like the perfect <laughs> beginning of a death metal song too. It's like Ooh. I want to see if I can find it because it, it's really funny. You no, know? it is. It's great. I know what you're talking about. You're totally right. It is hard to kill. Hard to kill is my favorite Steven Seagal movie. Actually, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a bloodbath too. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna do the. I'm gonna do the albums real quick for you from '97. Bruce Dickinson, Accident at Birth, which it was an accident because it's horrible. Uh, Hammerfall, Glory to the Brave, which I love. Awesome. Megadeth, Cryptic Writings. Electric Wizard put an album out. If you guys are into Doom stuff, they put an album out. Come, my fanatics. I think that band sucks, but who? Electric Wizard. But hey, if other people like it, that's you know, yeah, I like business. a couple of their records. Uh, In Flames, Horacle. Machine Head, The More Things Change, which was the last good Machine Head record, in my opinion. I like yeah. the first two, and that's it. Children of Bodom, Something Wild. Um, huh. First Bodom. Right? Immortal Blizzard Beasts. Um, Rollins Band, Come and Burn. That's for my buddy Bill in Decrepit Birth, since he's such a big uh, Henry Rollins fan. <laughs> hey, Hi, Tuna. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine. Um... Uh, Rammstein's debut album came out. I can't pronounce that. Shen Shut. That was their second record. Oh, whatever. Shine Shut. Whatever. I don't I listen to them. Whatever. There. I was trying to give them some. It means you suck you. or something. Absu, uh, the third storm of Crothulu, nice. Halu, whatever Cthulhu. that says. Uh, Judas Priest Jugulator, which is Corey's favorite Judas Priest record. No. Um, <laughs> it's the only Tim Owens record. Ed Guy, Kingdom of Madness, power metal band that I nice. like. Uh, German. Yes, they're great. And then uh, I'm saving some of these till the end. Let's see. Uh, Brutal Truth, Sounds of the Animal Kingdom. Wait, wait, pause this real fast. You ready? Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Fuck you and die. It's perfect. He goes, fuck you and die. And fucking kicks a samurai sword into his fucking neck. It's hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, Kiss, Carnival of Souls, their grunge album, which is a turd. It's weird. It's yeah. just a turd. Wasn't that a movie? 
Yeah, in a movie or something. It's, like it's, that, it's pretty bad. Oh, uh, Mayhem Wolf's Lair Abyss. One dude on the screen's boiling at the face, and he looks like a fucking herpy. Uh, deceased, fearless, dead. <clears throat> nice. Uh, Yen's wheelchair fucker's favorite album, Metallica Reload. <laughs> um, give him see. two. We'll give him five. Dream him. Theater, falling into infinity. Nice. Um, and now I'm doing my favorite stuff on this list at the end here. Uh, Emperor Anthem's Welcome in Dusk, Demu Borger in Throne Darkness, Fate's Warning, A Pleasant Shade of Grey. Um, go all the way to the bottom here for this one. Uh, yeah, there, the Wishmaster, he just fucking smokes himself a cigarette. It's hilarious. Saxon Unleash the Beast. Um, there's an Entomb record, but I'm not mentioning it because I don't like them. Um, if I can think of it, is it Wolverine Blues? No, it's not. That one that's on? No. I, I don't remember any. I don't. It's something weird. I don't know what that is. I like Left Hand Path, and that's it. Um, well, they were so nice to us, too, so... <laughs> Uh, let's see, that Borkana car band put out The Olden Domain, and then Vader put out Black to the Blonde, which I love that. That was good. And then my favorite thing of 1997, hands down, just it just doesn't get any better this, is Creator's Outcast, which has uh, Phobia on there, which may be my favorite Creator song. I love that song. and that's Besides that's People of the Line. I, I don't know, man, that Phobia. I don't know it what is it good, is, yeah. that song. But that Outcast record's actually really good. So the creator gets number one, Invader uh, Black to the Blind gets number two. And then, oh, whoa, honorable mention. I forgot, I, I didn't even see this. Gorgoroth Under the Sign of Hell. Oh, yeah. You gotta have the Gorgoroth on there. Gorgoroth is arguably my favorite Black to the Blind. This will be fun. Porn 97. Now, Porn 97 actually should be actually pretty damn That was when I started watching porn, so. I wasn't whacking off to it yet, but my friend had an illegal uh, cable box, so we'd go over there and make fun of the the wieners and the Chinese. And the See, I'm going to be honest with you about something. I, I worked at an adult establishment at one point, and I've seen a lot of porn, but like Bill Clinton, I never came. <laughs> I just watched it. I masturbated during it, but I never came watching porn. So you build a uh, dossier, and then you... I've never came. I just watched it. I just watched it, but I never came. <laughs> It's good entertainment. Sometimes you just want to see how, like, obvious, you know, because they're not trying to act. They're just trying to fuck. Well, remember, he didn't inhale. That's that's my horrible (laughs) joke with that. That he didn't inhale. Well, he didn't inhale and I didn't come. (laughs) Nobody, everyone left empty-handed. With a full sack. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pull this up here. I found a couple places. I just I'm afraid it's, it's hard to look up porn well, titles. Well, I think it's trying to make because me it wants look at some kind of like adult site, it. which I don't want to do. Yeah. It's like is there a you know internet porn movie database or adult movie database instead of? You know there actually is. Well, then you can do that. Yeah. Well, because if you look up porn movies and then it's just like XXX and double dick in the butt and all this crazy shit, so. I already gave her one like 20 minutes ago. Thanks for letting me get a punk. I'm sorry. You tricked me. Okay, here we go. I found it's it. Two hours and 20 minutes, so. No, it hasn't. Daddy didn't lie. We recorded, yeah, it's 30 minutes ago. What the hell? Oh, oh my there god. It is. 
off the bed. Get off the bed. I'm gonna clean it. Eat it. Did he hoss? <laughs> That's grosser than anything I've seen on this movie. It so. is. Really, he, he was eating a shit ton of grass at the thing. He was sick. Poor then I tried to take him to the water edge to get him water because I forgot his, his bowl. And I took her down the, the quarry's edge so he could drink water. And he was like gung-ho trying to like jump in it like with all his strength. And then he took like two... Two little licks. Good boy, you cleaned it yourself. It smells like grass. I'm about to go, oh, myself. Mm, <laughs> no, it's okay. You can't help it. You feel better? Yeah. I'm about to you give you guys sugar, a grass hoss, too. I'm like, wah. Well, these are lame. Naked Highway, Desire. I don't know. I'm not very impressed with the stuff I'm finding from that. It's kind a of a bad wives. It's not really... <laughs> It's just not... No raunchy ones? No. That or I'm just really just not finding anything good on this thing, but whatever. <clears throat> I mean, what do I know? I just do stupid interviews, and I think I'm a rock star, and 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 I should love Deathcore. So, if I did, if I did all those things, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a success. Yeah. So. But we don't support the underground. So. Well, I mean... We don't, and I'm not homeless, and I don't surf. So, if I was homeless and surfed, no, seriously, I would, I would, I would be better at my job. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'll become homeless and surf down here in Florida. So, I'm going to start doing that and get dreads. That way, I look like Chris Barnes, so, and I'll be good to go. Uh, when I watched this recently, uh, wheelchair fucker thought that that girl was Natasha Hendricks. I'm like, no, it's not. Or however you say her name, Hendricks or Hendricks, Hinch, whatever you know. Ostrich, Natasha Ostrich. Yes, Uh, she's going to be at the Horror Hound weekend. Yeah, that honestly is still kind of lame so far. It's just, it's like it's kind of, it's kind of getting there, but it's kind of not getting there. I don't know if that makes any sense what I just said, but compared to how it was last year, I mean, they had the fucking Monster Squad reunion and all that stuff. Well, they're trying to do what it looks like to me. And it looks like they're trying to do the, the, the huge thing. Though. Yeah, and that's awesome. I'd actually be into that. The um, <clears throat> it's right there, man. If they would add some more to that Lost Boys, give me Kiefer or give me fucking uh, Bill from Bill and Ted's. I'm there, Alex Winter. They it's did one of those that. Things I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they're working on that. I don't know. But I mean, to me, so far, it's a pretty lame Lost Boys reunion where you don't really have anybody. You need to have them. I mean. I know one of them's dead or whatever. But. Well, no, Grandpa's dead too. Yeah, obviously for age. And What's then I don't, so? I don't know about the the dad vampire, that woman. I think that woman's still alive. They could yeah. have her there. I, I just watched that earlier. You know what a great movie. Here's Robert England, who is Raymond Beaumont in the film. Have we missed uh, Reggie already? No. Have we missed Kane Hodder? I think we may have missed Kane Hodder. No, I don't think we missed Kane Hodder. He's a guard. Yeah, I think he shows up later. Or he was in the beginning. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, Vestron, it, yeah. Vestron, though, is putting out some of my favorite movies. They're putting out all the Warlock movies. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty cool. It's bought. That's it's just so bought. Set. Yeah, it's awesome. The The first and second one are probably the best. Julian Sands. Uh, skipped school, got really high, and went and watched those. Love those movies. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I thought you were about to do the boots, good and buggy when you do the wipe your bones on the floor. 
<laughs> I did. I thought he like freaked me out. They're just gonna do the boot scooting buggy. Anyway. <laughs> where your animal, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's where your animal flops its buns on the floor <laughs> and walks weird, and it usually looks entertaining. <laughs> wipes his buns. Uh, but no, uh, we'll kind of talk about this a second. Uh, suffocation was great. Morbid Angel was fantastic. Um, I was surprised how many people were not there in Atlanta because I, I, I guess people like Nikki Six better in in Morbid Angel. I don't. I don't understand that because he he just looks stupid and he's balding and he looks really bad. He's all country now. Well, he just doesn't take care of himself either. He looks like shit, and it's yeah. like. I mean, he still sounds okay, but he's he's really stupid looking. Those like those like nineties like goth boots he had on stage and all that. So I just don't understand that. But it was pretty awesome. And apparently at the Tampa show, um, Terrence was telling me I guess uh, Sandoval was there. Awesome, and was hanging out with the him commando. And stuff. Yep. And then the other night in New York, uh, when they played the Gramercy Suffocation, Frank did the whole show. I saw pictures of that. He yeah. did the whole show. What? Not a song. He did the whole fucking show. It's amazing. So he's still Frank's still out there. But you guys, you guys should give Kevin some love, man. He's better than Ricky. Um, uh, you know, Ricky's uh, actually glad Ricky's not in Suffocation anymore. Hopefully, I never have to see that dude again. But yeah, uh, Kevin was way better. Kevin has a pretty strong list of stuff that he's done too. He was in Perexia. He's been in several other uh, New York death metal bands. And he's actually from Long Island, so I actually think it's cool. Is he younger? Sure. Is he Frank? No. But he's really, really good. He's not trying to be Frank. He's just trying to be a death metal singer in Suffocation. I thought he did a good job. I enjoyed it. I like the new record. Um, He's on the record as well. He did some of the vocals on the record with Frank. Um, If you all want to question that, you can talk to Terrence about it since I was sitting beside him when I listened to the goddamn thing and he's the one that told me track for track who played on it so if you want to challenge Ooh. that then go for it James um, just this <laughs> kid's eyes shut with his finger and you have some nice uh, face peelage very nice talk about face off that came out this year this is the the real face off that kid right there that had his face. eyes ripped out was in Can't Hardly Wait too straight up leather face shit he was in Can't Hardly Wait which you know he's basically like a fucking you know he's a wizard demon but he still has to take the faces off of people to become them, which is pretty fucking killer, man. I think that's really neat. That it's a, uh, you know, different element than him just being able to shapeshift and or whoever, you know, he has to fucking peel their face off and put it on. That to me is just really brutal and it's awesome. This movie's like almost slow and then you just see gore shit happen. I don't know what Got a surprise to talk about real quick. I anteed up the cash and bought PlayStation Live, and I bought Friday the 13th. You did? Um, And I just want to tell everybody how much fun it is. Uh, If you're looking for me on there, it's uh, Vincent West 666 is my gamer tag. Nice. So come on and play Friday the 13th with me. Although I've not been playing as Jason, I've been playing as Camper. I think it's more fun. Yeah, because if you're Jason, last night, this little asshole didn't want to help me and my buddy that were playing in there in the lobby. So we just ran him over with the, <laughs> with the with the with a little bug when we were leaving. <laughs> but apparently, and I wanted to tell everybody when you listen to this because this is probably still going to be a, a continuing problem. Scorecross definitely needs to hear this because he's an Xbox owner. 
Apparently, they're having a lot of issues with Xbox Live with it. Oh, I'm sure. They keep... I'm not sure what's happening with it. Like, Xbox Live and the game just don't want to work together. Whenever it's like the first couple weeks of release, which is why I don't get games right when they come out, because the servers are always shit. They're always down. So many people are playing it at once, Mm -hmm. like newer gamers and stuff. Give it a couple weeks, let the uh, devs work out the bugs and everything, and, you know, it'll be playable, it'll be fine. But I don't ever buy shit at launch date anymore. Uh, I always wait a couple weeks for the servers to balance out, and then I'll buy it, because, I mean, nothing tells me I have to buy it the day it comes out, because, you know, don't have time, A, and B, you know. Well, I didn't get uh, the day it came out. I wanted it. I don't really roll I with sold it. Some, I sold some stuff to get it. And I don't really roll with a group like a group like I used to, to where I kind of needed to buy, uh, you know, a game the day it came out because you don't want your friends to be ahead of you and stuff and like, oh, Corey got a week later, we're already this level, blah blah. But I'm kind of a lone wolf now because I only play for a couple hours every few days. I'll do something, but um, yeah, especially like a game like that, you know, I can wait a couple weeks and. And, uh, well, bear, I just wanted to tell everybody and you that it's apparently got some issues with that or whatever yeah. else. Honestly, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. All I've been playing lately is NBA 2K17. Nice. And the baseball, the MLB. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to tell you this to get your reaction on the podcast today. Because <laughs> you all can't see this, but I do. I've been pulling for the Marlins lately. I needed another team. And the reason that I picked him, and I want to tell you why I picked him. That Stanton guy's nasty. Oh, he is. He's one he of is nasty. He's a baseball. butt, too. He's a complete butt. They suck almost as much as the Giants do now, though. So. Oh, yeah, we're ba- we're both fat. I, just, I wanted a Florida team, and I'm not pulling for Tampa Bay because they suck. Um, yeah. yeah, the Giants are bad, too. Both my baseball teams are bad. You're better off with the Marlins than them. But I think, it, but I think it's funny. I think we see some uh, Mr. Skinless here. If I'm not mistaken, because I do remember this part vaguely, I think she gets totally nudie. Uh, did you? Did you? Um, I might be thinking of a different movie. I don't know. Did you see the brawl between the Nationals and the Giants the other night? Yeah, it was hilarious. I love the Giants. I think it's funny. They beamed him because he's an asshole. Yeah, he is. That guy is a jerk, and I hate that guy with long hair on that team too. He's annoying too. Oh, Jason Worth. Yeah, he needs oh, to be Jason Worthless. And that ex ex Mets guy was a baby in that game too. Who? The Oh uh, Daniel Murphy. Yeah, he's a cock. Yeah, he can rot in hell too. Oh, how do you think I feel? But I but I tell you He took the money as you go and But I tell you I tell you what I think's funny about all of it. The only reason San Francisco is bad is because the Dodgers won't lose a fucking game. Hmm. And Colorado hardly ever loses a game and neither do Arizona. We don't have a prayer. What are you supposed to do when all three of those teams are winning every game? Out of nowhere, too, because the Dodgers have always been consistent, but Colorado and the Diamondbacks have always been We can't been do anything. Yeah. We've been trying. There's nothing you can do. The reason that I picked the Marlins, though, is because the Dodgers pitcher beamed Stanton in that thing that we watched. Yeah. And ever since I've been watching that, I don't know, I just like him. I like Don Mattingly, too. And this, is nothing, this has nothing to do with anything else. I just like him. I've been watching their games. Um, and there's a bunch of teams that I've started to hate. Like, I really, I've always hated Chicago, but I, I hate Baltimore. I can't stand it. I hate the Houston Astros. I hate the, uh, 
I hate the Atlanta Braves. That team's a fucking turd. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's something to watch because who could care less about the Stanley Cup? And I think it's funny. I already predicted it as the Penguins sweep the Predators. Right. They're on their way to doing it. They are. I think it's funny because it's rigged. And I let you any NHL fans we got out there. It's rigged. The playoffs are rigged. Ottawa should have won. Ottawa should be playing Nashville, but they wanted TV ratings, so they butt fucked Ottawa so they could get so they could get. Uh, well, they're honestly they butt fucked Nashville because in that first game they called an offsides on an obvious it's rigged. A goal. It was it's rigged. Really, even well, no, it is rigged. Even the reporters say shit about it. Like till to this day, they're like, if you go back to that bizarre game one, where really I just like that's all they refer to it as. Like this, but I hate both teams. Nashville fucking sucks. That team's garbage. I hate I hate everybody on that team. They play country music when they score, so fuck that fucking team. I hope they get swept. I hope Pittsburgh wins it again. I don't even care. I could care less. It's rigged, and I'm also proud to say that I could care less about it and that next year I'll be pulling for the Las Vegas Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning still, and I could care less about any other team. Uh, it's all garbage. And go Cavaliers. I, I hope they win every one of those games. Yep. I can't. I can't stand uh, anything. But I, I want to tell you real quick, Corey. Oh, this is where you see Kane Hodder, I believe. <clears throat> He's one of the security guards. I've totally gotten off pace here, but I got to tell you this: that two K seventeen basketball is so much fun. It's really addicting. Yeah. It is. I've been playing as uh, as. Um, well, let's see if you can guess who I've been playing as. Is it LeBron? No, no, no. But I love them. I have nothing against them. Nothing at all. It's a weird one. It's a team. Yeah. I started a Magic? season with them. No, but I wish they were good, but no. Let's see. Um, Toronto Raptors? No, but I thought about it. I love them. You almost actually, got it. I don't have anything against the them The only at all. Toronto team I'll ever pull for is the Toronto Raptors. I don't have anything Raptors. against them. I don't have anything against them. I almost started a season, but you, you almost got it, but that's not it. You almost got it. That that was who I almost started a season with, and then I went with this team and said. You like this team, too. No, you like this team. I know you do. No. Obviously, Mr. New York likes the Knicks. We know Uh, that. But no. But you know this. The Thunder. I like it, too. Oh, OKC. I've been using them. Love them. Yep. Kevin Durant's piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Saw that fucker play college ball, too. And fuck him. (laughs) But yeah. He's not going to win with the Warriors. He's insane. So... I don't know they might, but I, I, no, hope Cleveland, I hope Cleveland wins You're that not whole thing. That game, they're actually playing tonight, which is awesome. It is. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. And, you know. Irving's my favorite player on the Cavaliers. Yeah. But if people say that you can't argue about the Michael Jordan thing with LeBron. I don't even see it like that. He's the be- He's the closest thing we have to a Michael Jordan of this day and age. That's all you gotta think about. I'll be honest with you, I hated Michael Jordan. I hate the Bulls. I hate Chicago. I love Michael Jordan. I'm just being honest with you. If they dropped well, a bomb, was if a... they dropped a nuclear bomb on Chicago, I wouldn't even care. That's fine. Well, you don't like where he's from either. Because he's from North Carolina. Yeah, they can drop a, a fucking nuclear 10-ton, 200-ton warhead on that North and South Carolina for all I care. Well, there's some just... Uh, guys get ripped apart by police bullets, and this is just... Damn. It's pretty violent. Uh, yeah, hopefully gunfire. That's just nasty. It is. I don't think the gin meant to do that, but that's what happened. We should start having uh, 
start calling the, the uh, wheelchair fucker gins, and he grants our wishes for us. We can. He's the gins. We could do that. I think it's pretty funny. Dozens. Yeah, dozens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. You know, there's there's so much stuff. Um, I had somebody get into it with me on the page about me picking the suffocation, and I'll just briefly talk about this. Nobody tells me what to pick for my monthly picks. You don't even have an opinion about it. If you're if you listen to us, you watch it. That's fine. But your opinion doesn't mean jack shit to me. Because I'm the one that gets to make that decision because it's our page. If you want to make decisions like that, you should have your own page. There's uh, Kane Hodder on the screen there with his fucking mullet. I thought we'd missed it. You know where he was, don't you? He was in the bathroom doing pills. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Pill Hodder. Yeah, but that... (laughs) I always thought... Pill Popper. (laughs) Pill Popper. (laughs) Yeah, let me tell you all about this real quick, and I I don't want you to edit this. You can go to a convention... And bring some Roxy or Hydros, and and Kane Kane will sleep with you, or pleasure you, with his penis or his mouth, and then he'll sign whatever you want for free. He'll sign any of his Jason junk that he's got in his trunk of his fucking uh, eighty-one Volvo. Well, those butt ice cans. Well, I mean, Four, yeah. I don't know if I ever told about this, but you know, we met him, and I thought he was really rude, and and, and he like choked. He choked who I was there with, and I was like, really? I don't know. I just, I thought he was just a dick. And, and the stuff that he writes is just tasteless. It's like, I'm watching you jerking off or something. It's like, what? <laughs> or, I'm going to kill you. His, uh, I'm going to kill you while you're asleep. His beard in this looks like a creative wrestler beard. <laughs> it's like <just laughs> one of three options, and you have to pick that one, and it sucks. Who, <laughs> Pill Popper? Yeah. Well, he's about to get pill popped here in a second. No, it's pain popper. Because <laughs> they're all pain pills. But anyway, if you give him some what pain pills, right if you now? give him some pain pills and a butt ass, he'll drink it. Mm-hmm. You can take pictures of him then. What does he turn him into? That's just like uh, he's trapped in between dimensions or something. That's pretty weird. It actually looked like it turned him into one of those those uh, those wall things that sports those sticky sports things you can stick up, oh. you know, <laughs> players or whatever they're called. Oh my God. I, I'm ruining my own joke because I can't think of what that thing's called. Oh, a, a fathead. Yeah. He turned Kane into a fathead, <laughs> but he didn't have to do that because he was a pillhead. <laughs> he turned him into a painhead, a pillhead fathead. But no, anyway, but whatever, you know, <laughs> it's pain, pain popper. If y'all like pain popper in Friday the 13th movies, there you go. Anyway, go to the convention, bring him some Roxy Codones, and he'll, he'll give you a blowy. And I'll sign Jason. I'm not a fan. Here. I just don't, you know. Ted White's Jason to me, whatever. And I know who Jason is to you, and that's awesome. And, CJ Graham. And that's it, yeah. And that's it. That, there's no debating that. He's also a hell cop and Highway to Hell, which is awesome. Yeah. I love that movie. Did I you have, get that movie? I do. Did I have it on get Blu-ray, it? yeah. We need to do that one. On the show, for those of you who are fans of Highway to Hell, it's a very underrated horror movie. That's just a lot of fun, and C.J. Graham is in it, and it's awesome. But I really like uh, Andrew Devoff's character as the human form of of a gin. I think he's really he's really neat because he's you know he's very. Uh, uh. 
Oh no, he's just he's awesome. He's very Cooper from Twin Peaks. He's also got a hint of Vincent Price in him. And I think he's got a lot of uh, Anthony Perkins kind of style in him too. He's very innocent, but also has something to hide, which is pretty cool. Of course, he's looking for Alexandra, who was played by Tammy Lauren. <clears throat> I want to talk about this real quick, if it's okay. It's something I'm doing right now on my phone. I'm trying to exchange pain pills to a girl for sex. Hmm. I don't know much, uh... <laughs> on the internet. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, this may be my last podcast. <laughs> I could end up in jail doing that, I guess. I don't know how dangerous that is. Whatever. I'm on a burner phone. Are you you selling it to her or are you just giving it to her? No, I was going to give it to her for sex. That's not illegal, is it? It's kind of prostitution-y, isn't it? Couldn't they pop me for that? It has to be if she was offering sex favors and you took it. Okay. Um, Because she's like, I ain't no hoe. It's like, yeah, you are. If you're wanting pain pills and you're a little slut for it. That's super hoe, yeah. Yeah, That's worse. You'd rather just take the money and get however much pills you want with it. Yeah. You just straight up take what you're going to buy with it. That's kind of, wow. It's like, that's like being like, I'm really hungry. Can you just buy me a cheeseburger and I'll give you a blowjob? And you're like, okay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's her Big Mac. It's, it's bad, like, but. Jeez. I don't know. What, what can I say, guys? She's really hot. She well, was, he, she you was are a cheerleader. You are a doctor, so. I mean, yeah. you got to fill her prescription. She, she needs her she, young buns examined by me. She's got to. You know, you got to fill her prescription, and she's got to fill yours, you know. I think it's funny. Well, she's got to empty your prescription. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's one well, of these things this year. It's not but my, my thing is, if, if, you know, I can't win, it's either it's either complete insanity, you know, uh, in North Carolina, or it's or it's uh, me giving out pills, or it's I could have called HEP. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the only options I've had. So, but I think it's funny. Is there's different ways you guys just learn from the doctor here. There's different ways to get women's legs open, and you usually have to pay for it some way or another. You either pay through it emotionally, like I did with uh, North Carolina Cripple, or uh, or or with 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 uh, pharmaceuticals to get a girl to give me sexual favors. You know, it's like snort a couple of these, just don't die on me. <laughs> just be conscious enough to where this isn't wrong. I mean, I thought I was—I thought I was pretty discreet about it. I was like, "You can have those, and I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll, uh, use my tongue as a suppository in your butthole." <laughs> but anyway, let's actually show her. To let's, gore, what, let's show her to Gore Cross and see. Let's what, see what'll make you feel good first. These pain pills. Show, you, my show you what she looks like. Jeremy. So let's see what'll make you feel better first. These pain pills are my dong. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, Gingus. Oh, Jen. I still, I still think it's hysterical that the Jen smoked a cigarette. I just think it was really funny. I Me mean, like, you know, the leprechaun smoking weed. But I think he's done in a film or two. Oh yeah. Which is totally fine, you know. Let the little guy smoke. There's a shot ever. Yeah, I can see that you want pills. Hold on, there's more. It's not like Grody, though, from that picture. 
Oh my god, what are you doing? Hold on, hold on a minute. Oh. This That wasn't the selling point, those are scary. That is scary. There's another one. She has a good body. I just want to drop my nuts in her. I get it. Well, that face, you need to... Yeah, she's scary. You need to bag that thing. Oh, I'm going to have to. That's why I want it. Yeah, that must have been when she was like 18. I don't care. She's like 45. No. Like a pill problem. Oh, yeah. Jeez. But if she's that flexible, I want my Kong and Rainus. Speaking of which, saw Kong Skull Island, and it's it's really good. I liked it. He saw Kong Pill Island. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it's good. It's a good movie. I liked it. And now that Alexandra's having all kinds of visions, I guess all the dudes that the Jin has defaced and... She's on the pills that I gave her. Yeah. Yeah, she turned that that secretary chick into a fucking mannequin, which is pretty sadistic. Because, I mean, you can still see her human eyes in it. That's pretty creepy. Very House of Wax, you know. Which, of course, is talking about the Vincent Price. <laughs> Shit. It's been a long day, folks. It's a good but, movie. It's a crazy movie. Don't forget, we have Terrence Hobbs. A man. Of suffocation. Coming on after my good friend. This Blu-ray review, uh, you guys can go on YouTube as well, and just uh, if you want to skip right to the interview, by all means, as long as you hear the fucking thing. Uh, for those of you that actually uh, sit through the whole episode, we appreciate that. Um, you know, Doctor and I do this for fun, but it's for you guys also. You know, well, so we don't stick with the underground, and we're fucking idiots, and we should serve. We should be from Santa Cruz, even though it sucks. But, um, you know. <laughs> what? This is fun. He, that's the beautiful thing about what I'm doing right now. I'm never going to hear it on this. It's perfect. It's a perfect episode. And we, when I'm, it remains nameless. But, I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just some idiot that does interviews. Yeah. And you're just a fucking rock star that looks at men on Facebook. Yeah. We'll One on day, on though, Facebook. kids. Let me tell you something. One day. I'm going to front a death metal band that nobody cares about. And I'm going to have dreadlocks. And a beard and not bathe. And look like a fucking hippie. And then I'm going to do interviews and be a horse's ass. Oh, that's right. I would never do that. So. Let's see. Ooh. Ugh. I guess I could see where he would think that that looks like Natasha or whatever kind of, but it kind of does. And then it kind of doesn't. I don't know. This is pretty cool. What's that? Um, This is courtesy of IMDb. Uh, It says, Many instances of the film pay homage to the series The Twilight Zone. And the characters named Beaumont, who Charles Beaumont was a frequent writer of the show, uh, the Jin's line, Going My Way, when he stops Alexandra in the car is a reference to the episode The Hitchhiker where a mysterious man continually plagues a female driver with a line I believe you're going my way which I've seen that episode and the scene with the shop assistant wishing for eternal beauty is transformed to a mannequin echoes the episode The After Hours where a female shopper is revealed to be one of the store's mannequins made human so that's pretty awesome um in the commentary it is stated that while filming someone 
while filming, someone had broken into one of the sets and stole the cameras, even making it on the news. Well, that's fucking gay. Um, let's see. Here's just a goof. In the scene where the gin goes to see Lieutenant Nathanson, which is in the police station, obviously, uh, the, the gun scene from earlier, the murderer fires a Beretta 92, killing several people. He fires 19 rounds, even though it should only hold 15. Nobody really pays attention to that. Um, this is probably the coolest uh, of all of them right here. One of the statues in Raymond Beaumont's room with the statues uh, was a statue of Pazuzu from The Exorcist, the original one. Nice. Which I kind of thought it was, but I wasn't sure. It looked the same. Uh, that you know, he. Where the hell did they get that from? I don't know. You think they just built it? No, it was the actual one, like from the movie. No shit. Yeah. So that means one of the Can B guys owns that. Yep. Probably Kurtzman. Oh, I'm sure. With all the people he knows, I'm sure he could have just borrowed it for the film anyway. Ugh. Like, oh, you're directing a movie? Yeah, take all my horror props. It's fine. You've only made horror movies, you know, what they've been for you know, um, pretty much make every <clears throat> horror movie. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to tell you about that. I read the other day, now, this, is just, this is just some fun side information about... I talked about it. Nobody, I, I don't even think people probably even noticed it, but Smoking the Bandit's 40th anniversary this year, that was Alfred Hitchcock's favorite film. That's crazy. Now, i got another weird one for you, and I saved this on my phone to tell everybody about this. This is really weird. I think this is, this is probably even stranger. I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember what it was. Of course, now this is really weird. Alexandra okay, is in the midst of the gin here. Okay, this is um, this is amazing. Okay, so Alfred Hitchcock's favorite film was *Smoking the Bandit*. Okay, you're gonna love this. I, this is more for Corey than it is for me. Okay. Waiting on it to pull up. I apologize. Really? Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) This is... I don't even know how to actually... Because when I saw this, this absolutely blew my fucking mind. All over the place. Because this, to me, is crazier than what I just said. Francis Ford Coppola's favorite film is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's awesome. That's his favorite film. Is that not amazing? It's metal. Hell yeah. So, there's a couple of things that I didn't know. But anybody that ever makes fun of me for liking Smoking the Bandit... Don't try to film war me like that one asswipe did for like in that Psycho remake when Alfred Hitchcock's favorite film, Smoking the Bandit. Oh, yeah. 
Can't really touch that. No. I mean, what, there's nothing negative to say about that. And I want to remind everybody that also in June, my favorite, my uh, pick of the month, Blu-ray is from Scream Factory. And my favorite thing, and I don't think they can top that this year, is Lawnmower Man, which oh, yeah. I've wanted forever with Jeff Fahey. I have too. From Psycho 3 that we did on Mother's Day over a year ago. <clears throat> so, yeah. Now, if Scream Factory will just put out body parts, I'll be in business. Because if, if nobody's ever seen that movie and you're a Jeff Fahey fan, definitely check out Body Parts. Oh, yeah. Which is my favorite horror movie he ever did. It's about people that end up in these car accidents and they give them these limbs from people that died and then the limbs take over and start killing people. Like, he's literally like asleep and being drugged down the stairs to go kill people because he had, he had uh, an arm and a leg from a convicted serial killer. It's, it's just shit. crazy. It's a crazy movie. It's really good. Um, but yeah. Jesus Christ. This is fucking cool. This is way off subject here, but I no, just please. saw this. No, you're good. And this is uh, shared by Kevin Smith on, on Twitter. Okay. Scrolling through here looking at some stuff on our page. And uh, on July 18th, 2017, this is just really cool for you uh, just cinema nerds out there. This is just something really cool. The second city in Toronto, there's a Bob and Doug McKenzie live reunion from Strange Brew. <laughs> That's Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. It's <laughs> awesome. Are gonna, I guess, be those characters. Like again on stage, I think that's fucking amazing. It is. We're gonna do some kind of a a, a benefit thing. So it's a, it's Canada's birthday, and they're doing a huge blowout for that, and they're gonna be the, the forefront of it. I think that's really fucking neat. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And now we got the it's like the layer of the gin or something. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You got a little gin monster. I don't know what the hell is going on. This movie is just insane. Oh, so we got Slither coming out. You know, here's the deal with that movie. I'm not bonded. I think it's disgusting. It's effective, but I just don't it like disgusting. it. And I don't like Nathan Fillion as much as I like him as a Firefly fan. I don't like yeah. him on Castle, and I don't like him in that movie. And that's just my opinion. I don't know. The movie itself is just kind of, I don't know, definitely strange. Not something I could ever get into myself, but... You know, whatever people want to do, it's their business, and if you want to buy it, then by all means, I'm not going to. Like I said, to me, they put out a bunch of garbage this year. Yeah. I'm not real real happy with any of the stuff they've put out, and I'm really disappointed with it. And You know, there's a lot of, a lot of folks that I think have put out better stuff. Like, I just got the complete run of Speed Racer the other day from Lionsgate on Blu-ray. That's awesome. The old cartoon, which I love that they ruined by putting it as a live action film 
Um, <clears throat> and of course, Arrow's putting out Reanimator next month, which I'm very excited about. I've already paid for that. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, I'm actually lucky. There's not really been a lot of expensive stuff because I don't really have a lot of money. Right. Well, today that we're recording this <coughs> is June first, and I want to say it's an important day for uh, for death metal, okay. metal in general. Um, two things came out on June first, uh, notably. Okay. And that's uh, Sodom's Agent Orange. Okay, I love that record. It's my favorite Sodom album. What's turned what? Uh, 27. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know the year on that. No, I turned 28 this year uh, because it came out in 89. And then celebrating its 30th anniversary today, Coroner's R.I.P. Oh, it's such a good record. Yeah. 30 years ago today, June 1st. Huge fan of Coroner. Coroner is... uh, Coroner's a great band. Very underrated band. I feel like they don't get any love. They're they're fucking Swiss nastiness. And... uh, you know, I think they still held up. I think their music should be, you know, their music would be more appreciated when people really, um, you know, check them out now. I think it's, you know, I, I greatly appreciate them. I think they're awesome. I want to talk real quick. You told me about this. I want to plug this real quick over on here. The uh, Venom Inc. and Good Whore Tour uh, this, this fall, <clears throat> which is awesome. Yeah, it's uh, blown up on, on Twitter when we shared this. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, got a lot of love from that. I'm excited about it. You know something people didn't think was funny, and even though he totally does? Tom Araya looks like Santa Claus right now. He does. I'm sorry, he looks like about Sa- that too. Yeah, which I thought was funny. Nobody else thought it was funny. Oh, that was hysterical. It is, because it is funny. It's also uh, Daniel Harris's uh, birthday today. Well. <clears throat> I would let Daniel Harris do about whatever she wanted to to me. I think she's attractive as hell. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. It's a June first is a is a good day here. Uh, We're at almost eight hundred likes too. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who's liked the page and uh, are starting to catch on to us and follow. You know our what we do. You know we do this as fans. And uh, well, we're just idiots that want, yeah, want we're, we want to be rock stars, and we know. can't. We're not cool enough to be homeless and surf. Yeah, we're we're just Wayne's. World if we were, if we were, if we weren't, if we were cool, we would be homeless and surf. But we can't do that because only egomaniacs that don't that don't even have two hundred thousand likes on their page <clears throat> that have been around for over ten years can do that. Now, <laughs> if we're ever that cool, then you and I can consider probably doing that. That's the only way we can do that. Uh, I want to talk real quick about all the money that I spent recently doing interviews for this. And you'll have to forgive me, but and hopefully Corey will give me a green card on this, and hopefully the people out there will understand this a little better when I explain it. I've been pretty calm and pretty nice about stuff that I say on here, even though... But I'm not going to be anymore. And when somebody's an unprofessional asshole, or... There's Tony Todd on the screen. When somebody tries to step up to me on the page and say something, just be forewarned that you're probably going to get hacked down with an axe. (laughs) 
That's all I'm saying. Just be forewarned with it because the and I won't say who had a professional courtesy. I had a horrible interview that I did <clears throat> last week, and I don't have time for that shit. So when it happens again, it, it just won't happen again. I'm just going to walk away from it after talking about it with Corey. I'm not going to edit what I say, but if people don't want to do it, then you probably should get a job working as a janitor at a school or something where you don't have to deal with people. Because one thing I don't understand is people working a job that's social and surrounded by social media, you probably should get a different career choice if you don't want to be social with people. Oh no, you know, I... This is my, my thoughts. People aren't social and, and they, you know, if it, I don't know. It's, it's all... I get it if you don't want to have a Facebook and all that stuff, but, you know, don't attack your fucking fans <coughs> just trying to talk to you. And If we're going out of our way... I went above and beyond out of my way last week. I, I sold things that I owned to do those interviews. Um, the deicide, the suffocation, the cryptopsy, the Vader, and the one I won't mention. And, you know... It's not fair to me, and it's not fair to Corey, and it's not fair to you guys, the listeners, when one of these musicians is an unprofessional asswipe. You know? Because honestly, now, <clears throat> it hasn't ruined the band for me because one of the band members was cool, but it's made me want to decapitate the other. <laughs> so, you know, and you guys would feel the same way. You know, if, you, if, you, if, a, if, uh, if I was ever out somewhere and you approached me, I'm not going to be mean to you. Corey won't either. That's just not how we are. Wheelchair fucker will just run from you. But, you know, there has to be some kind of professionalism, and I want to mention this real quick, and again, I'm not saying who it is out of professional courtesy. I can be professional too, but even though I don't like to be. But I just want to let everybody know that that I personally um, would never treat a fan that way, and the way I was treated. <clears throat> and, oh. I would, and I would never be mean to anybody for trying to approach me about being uh, into our podcast or wanting to chat with me for a minute, you know, and uh, I try to interact with people even though I'm sort of socially inept, and uh, there's just no excuse for it. Yeah, this is going along perfectly what you're saying, because there's just so much, this Beaumont's party is just... Well, I'm, I, and again, oh, I'm not trying to get off track, I just, Jesus, I want everybody to know that, you know, nice I put a lot of hard work into it, and Corey puts a lot of hard work into it, and we don't have time to deal with somebody that's an unprofessional asshole. I just don't. I don't have time to deal with it. And I don't have time to, to go through and spank everybody's butt. Look, pull your little pull your little tidy whities down and spank your bottom or pull your panties down and spank your bottom <laughs> when you have something negative to say about something I've posted. If you don't like it, then just don't look at it. I don't know what to tell you about that because I'm not going to sit and argue with you about it or whatever else. You know, that, that being the lighter side. The bigger side, though, is, is to go through all this trouble to do an interview and the interview is set up professionally. I won't say from whom, but when it's set up professionally, be professional. You know, Terrence, uh, the person we have on this episode for you is a is a is an old friend, and he did this podcast before we had professional commitments to do podcasts, and I thank him for that, and I love him dearly. And if I want to make uh, of the dark light my album of the month for the rest of the year, then I will. 
Nobody has a say in that. I'm not going to do that, but if I want to, I will. Um, and it's really good. You guys should check it out. It's a great album, and we talk all about that, and uh, we talk about Frank, and we talk about Kevin, uh, the new vocalist, and we uh, that's coming in to help out with the touring. Um, for those of you that don't know, and I'm going to touch on this briefly, you know, <clears throat> Frank has a really good job, and it's hard for him to do tour commitments. So he loves you guys. He's a huge fan, and you'll hear it from Terrence too. You'll hear it from me. He loves all you guys and he loves the support. He hopes you like the record, but he can't be everywhere at once. So that's where Kevin comes in. Kevin's a great guy. Um, if you've not seen Suffocation with the current lineup, to me it's the tightest lineup they've had in years. Um, and the record's great. The record's really good. Um, and it's real short. It's like 35 minutes. And it, to me it's just pound for pound. I like everything on it. Uh, my favorite tracks were the first track, the fifth track, and... Uh, the last, not the last track, the last track's a, a redone uh, track off Breeding the Spawn, but uh, the track before that. So, it's great. It's a good record. It's to the point. It's nasty. It's not boring like Pinnacle of Bedlam. This is more uh, knock your fucking teeth down your throat. Um, I don't know. I And I told Terrence, I just, it, it's such a great record, and, and it's the best thing they've done to me since, since uh, Blood Oath. Um, uh, I don't know. Pinnacle never did anything for me. I don't know. It just never did. Um, and I told him that. It's nothing bad. Just, you know, the new record, they've just outdone themselves. It sounded really inspired. Derek and Terrence really knocked it out of the park. They they put it down on paper, and they got this thing going, man. They've got a hell of a, uh, of a group of guys they're playing with, and you guys should check it out. Is Kevin Frank? No, but he's not trying to be Frank. If you want to go see Frank, then go to New York. I don't know what to tell people about that. I had some guy the other day get, get my ass about that. If you want to see Frank, then get on a plane. I don't know what to tell you to do. Corey's getting on a plane. Get on a plane. You, you want to go see this stuff, you know, I travel. Get off your get off your fat ass and go to a show, you know. <laughs> you got to travel to this stuff. We have to travel. It's not free. But Frank's still out there. Frank's doing stuff. Look it up on YouTube. It's real. He didn't do one song or two. He did a whole fucking, he did a whole fucking show. Thank you, sir, for the haunts. Uh, but, yeah. You know, just go to a show, support death metal. That's all you can do. Um, it's the best way to support it. To go out to a show. Um, I'm, you know, I'm into that band uh, G O S T. I'm not going to pronounce it because every time I pronounce them, apparently it's wrong. Anyway, I'm going to see that dude. We're gonna see what's going on with that. But yeah, I, I'm into some different stuff. You know, I listen to whatever, and I like to check out new bands. I like to check out different stuff. Even though I, none of it's underground. All I do, all we put on here is commercial music, according to my uh, rude asshole guest. Um, but yeah, you know, people can take their opinion and shove it straight up their fucking nose. I don't fucking care. You know, go sit on a fucking, go sit on a spike dildo and die. I don't care. You know. You can looks have like, this part was cool. The it is statues cool. coming alive. It is cool. Shit. Looks like something out of Mortal Kombat. It does. Looks like Goro or whatever. It's like I am samurai. What's funny? The samurai. Hold on a minute. Let's see if it shows the samurai again. You're going to get a kick out of this. The samurai looks like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it does. It's weird. Nice, but no, but 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 yeah, you know, if more people could be 
it's too bad all my interviews couldn't have been like the one I did with Terrence because it was awesome. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be coming up after we finish the film. Um, check out their new album. It's great. Apparently it leaked uh, like a month ago, so apparently a bunch of people stole it already. So. Well, that sucks. Oh, and I want to I say one more thing that I didn't tell you that happened during the asshole that I interviewed in a different thing for a different episode. Something that he did on stage. Did you know that the other night when he was on stage, he told people to steal all their music? Who? Who do you think? Oh, uh, really? Surfer? Now, I want to tell you guys something. If I was a musician, which I am, and I had an album out, which I don't, I definitely wouldn't tell people to steal it when I'm selling stuff over at the merch booth. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth is when a singer, to get the crowd going, tells you to go steal their stuff. But again, we all we all can't we all can't be geniuses that surf that are homeless that live in Santa Cruz, California. But you know, if I was a genius that was homeless that surfed that lived in Santa Cruz, California, then I could tell everybody to steal all my stuff on stage. Because what's funny, I have never in my entire life seen a band say that before. Not that I listen to anyway. Yeah. I just never have. dealing with this but yeah man uh, you know seems like people dig what we do I hope people do um, but nobody that does anything whether you know it's somewhere that you work you know whether you're slinging food or working construction or you work in an office building or whatever it is you do nobody wants to eat a shit sandwich when they're trying to work yeah and, especially when we do this as fans you know we really don't want you know, people that we go out of our way to see um, act unprofessional. You know, so. Well, yeah, nobody wants to deal with that. You know, I don't have time to deal with it. Corey doesn't have time to deal with it, and you guys don't want to hear about it. Y'all don't want to hear me talk about that, or maybe you do. But the only reason I'm doing it is because I I have zero patience for dealing with somebody that's really stupid. And it's that arrogant that doesn't know anything, honestly, about anything. But yeah, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, I try to help people. I try to, you know, I try to make these interviews, and so does Corey, as much fun as we can possibly make them. But if you're going to be a horse's butt through the entire process, I mean, what do you, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing I can do to stop that. You know, there's absolutely nothing I can do to stop that. And you know, if if it if it means if it means me having to vent about it to to get some kind of resolution with it, then I'm going to vent about it to get some resolution. But hopefully, Corey understands that, and hopefully, you guys out there do too. It's just. It's just not worth it when you're having to shell out your own cash to do stuff and then have someone zip unzip their pants and take a crap in your mouth <laughs> when you're just trying to do your job. Yeah. And they got the, I get treated like I was getting paid. It's like neither one of us get paid. Even you know? if we were, that's all the more reason. You know, it's... But honestly, without me 
revealing stuff from that till we decide what we're doing with it. I never once brought up anything negative or was being negative. But when people are negative at the beginning, right before we start recording, I mean, I guess it should have just been a sign that I should have just walked off. Yeah, but, you know. Because I think that's what they were trying to get me to do anyway, to be honest with you. Both of them. Even though one of them was really nice. But, again, this has nothing to do with suffocation. I love suffocation. I love Terrence. Kevin, if you're listening, hello. Derek, what's up? And, uh, I appreciate you guys letting me listen to the album. Uh, of the Dark Lot comes out Friday, June 9th. And uh, there's no digipack for this one. It's just a just a jewel case. And uh, like I said, it's about 34, 35 minutes. And it's what it is. I like it. Um, I like it a hell of a lot more than I did Pinnacle. Harkens back more to me of like the classic stuff mixed with, you know, the cover, uh, whatever you know, it's interesting. It's different. I don't. I don't care. They're they're doing their own thing with it. However, they want to market the band. It's none of my fucking business. You know, the new logo looks like suffocation with a lightning bolt, which makes me think about my hockey team. So, makes me think of Raiden from Mortal Kombat, which is pretty brutal. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. You know, everybody's gonna have difference of opinion about it, but but again, just just remember if it's something that I'm promoting, just like the asswipe that got on me about promoting the Psycho Gus Van Zant remake Blu-ray that came out a couple months ago. You, you're literally your opinion means about as much to me as a burger wrapper that I throw away. That's the nicest way I can put that. That's what I think about your opinion about something that I post. So. Like I said, if you don't have anything nice to say, then make sure that I'm out of the goddamn room before you say it, because there's just no point in it. Everybody can be nice, we can all get along, and understand that, you know, uh, if you're just burning to share something with me, just remember that I'm going to be burning to take a torch to you, because that's just, that's how I do things. Very sensitive, and I take things very personally. Um, Corey usually has to do the thinking for both of us, because I tend to get wound up and upset quite a lot but the thing that I keep referencing definitely was definitely was worth mentioning probably not for not as long as I did but whatever so we're back to this this movie honestly I have to say right now watching this movie kind of sucks yeah well there's a lot of gore in it I mean I I'm glad I bought it but it's kind of a turd now that I sit and watch it it's actually it's just really not a good movie I mean, I'm glad I own it, but if that makes any sense. But it's just, it it doesn't flow very well. And honestly, I don't know if this was in the theaters or not. I guess it was. It looks like a straight-to-video release. This looks low-budget as fuck. Yeah, it's like typical 90s horror stuff. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, you know, stuff to come out this time of year. Horror was early booming in the late 90s, you know. And honestly, it's kind of you know gone downhill from here. I wanted to I wanted to say something real quick that I thought was interesting that I didn't know until I was researching this the other day, and I wanted to share this with you guys because I thought it was interesting. It's an interesting way to kind of wrap this up as the film credits roll. But I didn't realize that the guitarist, not Matt, but the other guitarist for Gruesome, is in Possessed. Huh. He sure is. I don't know that. Yep. It's just kind of interesting. Uh, as I was 
having some beers the other night listening to Seven Churches. But, but yeah. So there we have it. And uh, what did you think, Mr. Gorkrist? What'd you think? What'd you think? Um, like I said before, you know, this film's kind of like, it's almost slow, but the gore picks up out of nowhere and it surprises you and it's just like, oh man, what the fuck's going on? It's literally um, worth owning just for the gore. Yeah, and it it saves the film because it it's so boring, it's about Shut to... Up, those sequels are awful. Sequels are fun. I haven't seen them. Um, I saw them probably as long ago as I've seen this first film, which is... 97, you know, gotcha. in the late 90s when I was growing up, but um, they're a lot of fun. Um, like I said, at least with this film, the case is it's about to shit the bed on you, and you're like, man, I gotta turn this off and go whack it or something. This movie's just not yeah. doing it, and then the gore comes in the room and saves it. And it does that the entire fucking film. And it, the gore keeps it going, and that's what Robert Kurtzman does best, and I think that's really what he tried to do here was... nice. You know, um, and you know, executive produced by Wes Craven. You know, it's an ensemble film for uh, horror movies. You know, it's got Ted Raimi, it's got Reggie Bannister, it's got Angus as the fucking uh, narrator, it's got um, you know Robert England and, and uh, Payne Popper, and <laughs> you know, uh, I say Ted Raimi, I'll say Ted Raimi again. It's got fucking Ted Raimi in it. That I never saw Ted. Um, he's in it. I can't remember. I never saw Reggie. Very either. brief. Never he saw Reggie. Very brief too. We were and there's supervisor Greg Nicotero right there. So and of course you got was a Howard Berger, um, other Canby effects guy. Um, so yeah, they all did this. So the gore just to watch their effects crew at work is always a pleasure to see um, and film. So that alone is a reason to own this, uh, and it's out on Vestron Collector Series. So definitely. And I think uh, Andrew Divdoff, uh, Divoff is a—he's just like solidifies his place in horror, you know. In he's horror. cool in these. I mean, I—it's just—it's one of those things. Like, like I, I'm not trying to give people the wrong idea that I don't like this. I do, but it's just—it's—it's it's also I'm sitting here watching. It, it's like it's cool, but it's also just kind of a turd. It's like a '90s turd. Yeah, it is. But but I like it. If you were, if, you, still if you look back on what I listed, like the the horror that came out in '97, this is like the best thing. The best yeah. thing. Which totally is sad. But that's why we do that uh, yearly thing for you guys to show you what was around this. The music time. that was out was sad too. Yeah, and Harry Mefferdini did the it music, was so that's the same thing. Stuff. It's like black metal had taken over where all the death metal stuff. But if you look at all the other stuff that went up against, like, look, Scream Two was out, which was another Craven thing, and then I know we did last summer. So we're starting in, to get into this teenager horror stuff. And yeah, then, and for a film to be this gory and came out that time and it was really big it made 15 million dollars on a 5 million dollar budget so that's really good um yeah this film did really well in 97 compared to all that other stuff uh if you look at all of it that's you know this movie needed to be there in 97 this is perfect year for it to come out so you know uh with that being said this this movie's tolerable and I think it deserves its place in horror based on what else it went up against cause it's like I know what you did last summer and all this other shit. How in the fuck? Get down. Jesus Christ, you idiot. I've never seen my cat get up on my refrigerator before. And she uh, face-planted on her way down because she's an idiot. But yeah, um, 
you know, I have a lot of positives to say about, you know, things to say about it. The only negative thing I have to say about it is that it's just kind of a lull. But, yeah, I think it deserves its place in horror for, you know, for its time and everything. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just, like, like they're about to mention earlier, they're about to put the Warlock movies out. Oh, I'll Warlock stomps them. Well, it's... it's but it's, you know this this film, I think, for the gore effects and stuff. No, it's 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 cool. It's definitely just, worth. I'm that. glad I bought it. It's just I don't know. It's I'll say this. I've never. I don't usually say this. It's buyer beware. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe if you've steal never it, it, maybe you should steal this and then <clears throat> and then and then buy it. I think it's worth having a collection. And of course, I grew up with this film being a big deal. And I like it. Um, all that stuff, and you know. 97 was a big year for me. You know, that's when I started going to the theater. And I saw Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and I saw Dante's Peak, and right. fucking Titanic, which I didn't want to see. But, you know, um, it was a year I really started to go to the movies and stuff. And I remember this being on, um, I think it was Showtime, whenever they would show this stuff. And Wishmaster was on there. So, you know, uh, for me, as a younger person, you know, I remember... Wishmaster being something that will come on quite frequently, and uh, for me, this is definitely something to have in the collection. So, as a as a youngin, so uh, yeah, and Andrew Divoff, I, I really do love in this uh, as the Jin. So, no, he's the selling point of the film, and yeah, that and the gore effects. And I guess for a lot of people, it's just a movie done with pill popper in it. But I don't know, pain popper. I mean, very, pain popper, very small role. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it is great. But yeah, so uh, that that's it for that for Wishmaster. But uh, now we have Terrence Hobbs of Suffocation on the show for you guys, my man. Thank you, Terrence. Thank you all for sticking around and listening. And uh, from the Doctor and I, as always. Well, wait. You can pick up of the Dark Light on Nuclear Blast Records right now as you hear this, and. Go see Suffocation on tour in your neck of the woods and buy some merch from them. Support fucking death metal. And these are my, my fucking Long Island boys, and they've always been humble to me uh, meeting them and uh, the very cool guys to talk to. And if you ever get a chance to talk to any of the guys from Suffocation, definitely uh, show them some love, uh, especially on tour. So, yeah. Uh, from the doctor and I. Stay fucking gory. Dr. Vincent West, Phantasm Podcast. I'm here again with a repeat offender, my good friend, Terrence from Suffocation. How you doing, brother? I'm hanging in there, West. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. Yeah, uh, a little reanimator for you. We're yeah, coming back man. from the dead, you yeah, know? Yeah, you knew, you knew it. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, so, let's talk about the new album. I'm excited. Okay, Mr. West. Let's talk about let's, let's, dark light. Yeah, I mean, lots of light. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot coming into this one, so this might this might get a little lengthy. Um, cool. Basically, of the dark light, you know, 
we started writing it right after we got out of the studio for Pinnacle of Bedlam, which was in 2013. Oh, wow. So it was written in pieces. Obviously, you know, we had toured quite a bit. We were going all over the place. Um, you know, we never really had a lot of time to just stay at home and just rehearse as a band. And obviously, most of your listeners, if you know Suffocation, we've had quite a few lineup changes. And uh, a lot of a lot of those lineup changes happen just because of like real life. It's not like people are running around wanting to beat each other to death or right. you know things of that nature. It's more of kind of thing like um, yeah, you have a full time job, a pension. You're almost turning fifty. It's like you know you got your kids, you got to take care of. You got your house, you got to buy. Make sure you can pay for it. So um, you know certain people like Guy Marche who used to be in the band, he decided to step down. And when he stepped down, um, we had a friend. We did the Carnival of Death tour with Cataclysm, Eternal Bleeding, Pyrexia, and uh, a couple of other bands. And that's how we ended up meeting uh, Charlie uh, Arago, who is now taking place for Guy. And um, also, Kevin Muller was on that tour, who is actually singing for us right now. He did some backup things and singing on the new record. So when you guys get the new record... Um, You'll get a dose of them, let alone that we're out here live, because obviously Frank can't do the touring. So, let's get back to where the album comes from. Um, you know, 2013 Pinnacle of Bedlam came out, and me and Derek were slowly writing pieces in between tours, as well as teaching the newer guys the older material and working on the newer material to get everything together to continue the touring and also be able to go to the studio and do the record. So, we had Summer Slaughter Tour, which was probably one of the best ones I played on, which uh, was last year in about June. We came and down and yeah, June, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the last time June, I saw July. you, actually. June, July, and I mean, um, you know, right before that, we also had Kevin Talley as a drummer, and he couldn't commit to Summer Slaughter, so we were kind of at an impasse where it was like, we finally got another guitar player to replace the guitar player. I have to teach him all that stuff and still do the touring and still get him up to speed. Then next thing you know, we're looking for a drummer because Kevin Talley is Kevin Talley's studio drummer. If you guys need somebody to go out and play drums on your demo or your record, give him a call. He's a great drummer. I'd highly recommend it. Um, so from that point, you know, it was a matter of just buckling down after Summer Slaughter because we had to get Eric, our new drummer, who plays on Of the Dark Light. Nice. Charlie and... Uh, Kevin worked into the woodwork with Frank and me and Derek and so on and so forth to go to the studio. So after Summer Slaughter, we basically just took off, you know, a couple of weeks just so everybody could get their head together, go home, relax, and uh, see their families and stuff. And went directly into the rehearsal room for like a little over a month just to get, you know, all the playing and everything for Up the Dark Light together to go into the studio. Right. That was in the month of November of uh, 2016. From that point, all through the month of December, we recorded with Joe Sincata uh, at Full Force Studios. Most of you guys know we usually do tracking with him. He's been a longtime friend, a live sound man. He has a decent facility, so it was kind of like, you know, going back to a comfortable pair of shoes or a comfortable jacket. And we went in there and we tracked everything out. We thought everything was great, and then we sent it out to our buddy, Chris Zeus Harris, who's done tons of bands. He's done Lamb of God. He's done Hate Breed. He did he's the last album, too. Yeah, he did the last album as well. So um, we kind of figured if that formula wasn't broken, you know, we don't have to fix it. Let's just right. do that. And I think the record came out pretty well. 
and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It comes out June 9th. Um, we're out on tour with Morbid, so we're playing a couple of songs off of it because, of course, nice. you know, through Nuclear Blast Records, they release a lyric video and they release a theme video. And let you guys hear basically what you're getting beforehand. So um, I've been putting all that stuff on the page. So. Well, that's really cool, man. We really appreciate it. You know, you guys, Wes supports the underground. I support the underground. We love it when we see you guys out at our shows. That's why we're opening up for Morbid Angel. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a great. Call. And uh, I mean, obviously, Revocation. You got like some of the best guitar players in the world in that band. Oh yeah. So it's kind of scary for me to have to play after, <laughs> play after him. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's virtuosos and stuff. But um, so right now is the beginning of the leg where the touring cycle starts again for us, and that's why we're down here playing, man. Well, it's it's exciting, and, and uh, well, did you now on the record? Did 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 Frank do? Uh, Frank did every song. Frank did, did every he? single song, of course. Um, you know, Frank's always going to be a part of our band, but Frank really, you know, as he's as he's getting older, the job puts more pressure on him, the family puts more pressure on him. You know, he, he doesn't have the time to write the way he used to when he was younger. He doesn't have the time to commit to practice as much. So really, he's really working his way into re- retirement, and I hate to say that to all you guys because I know you're big Frank Mullen fans, but... It's his choice, you know, and it's not it's like... understandable. It's not like everybody... Everybody in this band loves Frank Mullen, including our singers and the replacement people, and they all know of him, too, and they all know that they're, like, really trying to fill a big set of shoes when it comes down to Frank. So on this new record, you know, just to start to slowly incorporate things, Frank was like, yo, why don't you come on and do some backups? So even with the fact that Frank Mullen's Frank Mullen, now we have Kevin Muller, and I'm just stuck with all these mull, mull, mull people from Long Island <laughs> who are crazy, brutal, you know, singers. But uh, I, I think Frank, you know, really, in Frank's heart, once he had seen Kevin and got to work with him a little bit and stuff, it really took a toll on it as a band because, you know, we had Ricky Myers singing for us for a while. What happened with Ricky? Well, I just think it came down to a bigger difference of opinions amongst the band and the distance. You know, Ricky's his own guy. He owns his own band, runs his own ship, you know. And um, in that light, it was pretty much better that we started to separate our ways and go. And go. And it was a little bit sticky. So those kind of things, um, you know, we don't we don't go out and tell the public altogether. And, and this, uh, this is 99% of the reason why mainly I try not to do so much interviews and answer people's questions on the internet because I never really know what somebody's going to do, you know. And until I can give people a concrete, a concrete scenario, situation where you guys are getting the truth and hearing what's going on, sure. first things first, we have to handle what happens in the band internally before the rest of the oh, public. Yeah, totally. I wasn't trying to judge. put you on the spot. No, 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 that's fine. No, but before the public, you know, gets to the point where they're making their own opinions as if they're a part of your band, and that's not the way it is. No. Like we play the music that we play for us. We do play it for the fans, but if those are for the fans that have always stuck through the thick and thin with us and the underground metal and so on and so forth. So when you hear, you know, an Effigy of the Forgotten record, and when you hear Of the Dark Light, you'll realize that the context of suffocation almost 30 years later hasn't changed even though that the members are. And so, you know, basically, it's a difficult job to be somebody who has been in the band from the beginning, has seen their right-hand mans develop 
you know, arthritic conditions, um, find different jobs, move away, um, you know, get married. These sort of things are the things that make it very difficult for a band to stay original. But I mean, how many people out there, ask yourselves this question, how many bands do you know that are still exactly original since the day that you heard? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... Very few. You'll be lucky to find one or two, and... Even at that, does that stop you from listening to the music that you like from the name of that band? So for us, you know, it's all a matter of integrity. And we let you guys, unfortunately, we have to let you guys wait in order to get everything and listen to it on your own before you judge it. So, you know, we really think that Of the Dark Light came out pretty cool. It has a really cool, like, cover concept. The cover's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so once you get the CD, actually, it's a big fold-out that comes off of what that cover is, you know? And it took a lot of time. We had Mr. Colin Marks, uh, who had done some T-shirts for us and worked with quite a few other bands, and we tried him. Did he do the last album? No, he didn't. Raymond Swanland did Pinnacle of Bedlam. And Colin uh, just did Of the Dark Light for us. First time you worked with Colin. Yeah, well, Colin had done some t-shirt designs for us in the past. So we kind of knew, like, his artwork. And, like, we were throwing around a lot of different artists. Like, you know, of course, Dan Seagrave, who we worked with. John Zig, who we worked with. This guy here, Takahashi, who did the pitch from the thin cover. We tried to work fine. Because ever since he did that cover, we haven't been able to find (laughs) him since. He fell off the face of her. You know, um... You know, we did this with Raymond Swanland, who's an amazing artist, you know. Yeah, has Raymond done a lot of other stuff? Yeah, yeah, he's done he's done quite a few album covers. He also does, like, uh, Magic the Gathering cards oh, and cool. things of that nature. So he's, like, a really very, very well-trained artist. Unfortunately, we couldn't solicit him this time because we were very busy doing something else. And, uh, you know, we worked with him really well. But Colin, he's a good guy, and he, he worked with us really well as well. And, um, I mean, you know, of course, artwork, we want to use different artists use different, to oh, make yeah. our covers different yeah. because kind of gets sterile when you use the same people sure. over and over and over again. It's understandable. So, uh, big up to Colin. Guys, check it out, Up the Dark Light. Um, it's a very brutal album. And uh, we, you know, push the limits of speed. We've also... Um, Hey, what's going on, Mikey? We pushed the limits of the speed a little bit more in this one, and I think uh, when you guys get the record, um, you'll see that there is a little bit more aggression going on these days than in the past. You know what I mean? Pushing the limits. The the single that we were listening to, I I loved it. I was like, you know, and it's, uh, we were noticed, it sounds. It's really a throwback to me. I was like, this is fucking that really heavy. Because the last... Good, not that I'm glad I, you liked I mean, it. I mean, Pinnacle's cool, but it's, it was just... I don't know. It sounds like there's some uh, really cool stuff going on. Yeah, well, I mean, with the, with the, you know... With Eric being the new drummer who's a really technically proficient drummer, he can just go for hours blasting it to 300 BPM, you know. With bringing him in and Charlie, who's like a much more, I have to say, better type of guitar picker. He picks up things quick. Right. His wrist is really good, you know what I mean? And things yeah. of that. Which I think made it a lot easier for me to make this production come out better, you know? So everything that you see on or hear on the record is what you're going to see and get live, you know? Uh, the lyrics on it did... Uh... Well, Derek did the majority of the lyrics. Frank did write one song. Um, you know, but even with doing... Even like on Pinnacle Bedlam, Derek, me and Derek were writing the lyrics. We always worked together to arrange them. 
He's great. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, we, we brainstormed quite a lot on what the t- like the concept of the album would be and how we would portray it differently than anybody else. And, uh, you know, the whole album of The Dark Light is based on the fact of, um, you know, negative energy, negative light. Like, there's those days where just shit goes wrong. And you're like, oh my god, am I even in the right fucking dimension? I don't even know if I'm right. in the right dimension, you know? Right. So where there's light, there's dark, and who knows, like, if there's that dark light spot that we're living in, and we just perceive it as light, you know? That's cool. So, in that, it's also about transcending life into death. So, you know, a lot of the context of the songs are about what you would envision, or what you could possibly imagine, or what it would what you would do to prepare yourself in order for this to happen because everybody dies sure and it's not like an overly satanic album it's not like an overly uh you know black black themed type of record you know although it is death metal it still keeps brutality it still keeps true to its, to its form so that's the main context of the dark light and a lot is still left open into interpretation of the listener when they're reading the lyrics and they're listening to them a lot, you know, we're all individuals, we all have our own different feelings on what will happen when we die, or how we should live our lives according to, you know, being a person in order to achieve some type of transcendence and death, and that's really the concept of that, of of the dark light, you know, so it it took a minute for me and Derek to try to, you know, hash it out a little bit, and try to bring something a little bit different and unique to you guys, because... There's so much death metal and black metal out there now. There is. So it's hard to be original. You well, know? you guys being an innovator, too, I think that it's cool to... I don't know. The the Like I said, I haven't heard the whole thing, but the, the track that I heard, the well, first thing that you put out, I was like... I you'll hear some new ones tonight, for sure. And, uh, <laughs> I'm excited about that. You know, um, we're not leaving until 4 a.m. in the morning, so maybe after we get done... Get showered up, watch a little more, but have a few drinks. We'll come back and spin it for you, so that way you can get a full dose. Dude, that would be amazing. Yeah, because I, it's you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like I couldn't. But when I heard it, I was like, I don't know. It was it was different. Right, it's different. It, was, it is, it's but it different. was, but it's it's not bad. It was like, wow, this harkens back. Well, it sounds like, but it's 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 fresh. But it was like, exactly. wow, there's something like, nasty going you on. You know, as times are progressing and the technology is progressing and the microphones and the engineers are getting better and the guitar players are getting better and uh, I didn't even know Zeus did it. That's it yeah, sounds he, so he much mixed, different to me. He I was like, mixed wow. and mastered it. Okay, and Joe and Full Force, we basically tracked the whole thing. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, we use both of them in succession to try to get the best thing out of it, you know? Well, the, the single says anything but the right. I can't wait to hear it, because I was like... Right on. I mean, seriously, we we were talking, and I was just like, man, this is nasty. I was like, this is... I really liked it. Well, like, I was really impressed. We're was, really trying, you know, we were really trying to, uh, you know, our suffocation has grown on over the years, trying to really develop our sound to a certain thing. We didn't want to be so overly technical, like, let's say, the Breathing the Spawn record. Which the music is so technical that back then it was just like we'd see people and we'd go. <laughs> so as time went on, you know, like like for example, Despise the Sun has some technicality as far as an EP or a record is concerned. Right. But it also does have a lot of straightforward things that you know hopefully will catch the listener, and when they hear the song or when they see us live, they can go away, you know, maybe humming a riff or two or maybe singing a chorus or. Sure something like that so now we're really developing more into that type of vein creatively in order to 
you know, in order to bring our music out to you guys and not have it go over your head, but yet still have the elements of what Suffocation always would have. The technical, the heavy breakdowns, the odd-time riffs, the 3-4 riffs, the, you know, the down-picking, the transitional parts that make things cool. Um, and, uh, you know, this new record has quite a few of those riffs that I think people will catch it and they'll still remember it. And I hope they enjoy it. There's know? some standout tracks for you on it that you just absolutely... Well, for me, I really like the whole... personal Yeah, I mean, I really like the whole album. I'd have to say... Track number five, The Violation, which is one we're not playing out currently. It's probably the most aggressive song. Okay. And, uh, you know, all the guys in the band seem to like it, and so do I. Um, I do like, uh, you know, Clarity Through Deprivation I like a lot. The Warmth Within the Dark I like a lot. Um, so those are some of my favorites. But The Violation, I think, is probably my favorite. Okay. Album. And that song, is it? Yeah, that's song number five on the disc when you guys managed oh, to yeah, get it. Oh, yeah, that's great. So, <laughs> I mean, I that song, any specific meaning behind that? Other than well, that? you'd really have to get down with Derek about how he's violating <laughs> okay. things with that one. <laughs> okay. You know? We'll try uh, to do that. That's. I mean, I... Like I said, I was when I heard it, I was like, I, it took me a couple of times to listen to it, and I was like, this is different. I don't know. I, I still, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to hear the whole thing because I was like, this is, but it sounded. But again, it it had it was fresh, like nothing you'd done. But at the same time, the elements of the of the older still oh, mixed yeah. in with the new, so it has a newer style sound, but yet it's still the old suffocation. It's beautiful. I think, I think as uh, we're getting up in age, you know, and. Um, you know, a lot of new bands are flooding the scene, which are very technical. They have very unique, uh, very processed, polished type of sounds going on these days from engineers, as opposed to the dark, murky stuff that we're used to growing up, you know, listening to freaking Bathory, you know? Right. Um, you know, we wanted to make the band somewhat new, even though they were old school, and cut the boundaries a little bit, you know? Well, you did, but to me, it's done, again, just what I heard, I was just like, this, it, but it's still, it, even on Pinnacle, to me, even though that was you guys, this is like you went forward, but you, there's, there were elements that I felt like were missing, it seems like you brought back, Yeah, it's well, exciting for me, it's, as a fan. Well, thanks, man, I mean, you know, we always want to try a couple of little things that are different here and there. It's not like we're coming out and putting clean vocals in it, you know, to try to be different. I mean, I I did a little bit of a clean part in one of the songs on this new record. Really? And, uh, yeah, but it's just, you know, a couple measures. But it, it's nothing like where we would do something unplugged that dramatically, or we would try to change our style that dramatically, or go right. play blues as opposed to playing, <laughs> you know, what we do, you know what I mean? So... With that, you know, we, we try our hardest in order to keep it as original as possible and u- utilize different techniques outside of what death metal and black metal is. So we do listen to some jazz, we listen to flamenco, we listen to old rock, you know, we listen to classic rock, we listen to, sure. you know, all that stuff. And any decent musician, whether or not they're in death metal or not, should have a wider variety of music. I totally agree with you. That they should listen to because... If you listen to those styles of music, maybe you can incorporate that and make it a newer, uniquer thing in your style of music. So well, uh, that's what we try to do. I can't wait to hear it. If you get to do that tonight, that would be awesome if you're up for it. Absolutely, yeah. And we won't have all this extra background noise this time. Get to sit down and actually talk it out. No, and I, I want to thank you because I, I, 
pre us doing the label, you were one of the only guests that I, I as a friend, yeah, just yeah, reached well, out to you and know, you did it, and I really I, appreciate I was, it. I, you knew I was just going to be like, if you were here, it was going to be time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't know if like you were going to actually travel here or if there was another show that was closer that you might have been able to make. I'll tell you something funny, just real quick, just and even kind of let the people that listen to us know what we've done. We came down Sunday to see Diasad. Right on. Interviewed Steve. Very nice. Steve's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was a great awesome interview. It was a man. fun interview. Yeah. Came today, got to hook up, hang out with you again. That's really cool. Yeah, you know. And then uh, Saturday, we're coming to see, and I'm going to interview Flo from Cryptopsy. And, uh, he's an uh, he's, uh, awesome drummer. <laughs> yeah. And a good friend, man. So tell him I say hello. We will. And then the, the, the Cricket Birth guys, we're going to grab yeah, two of those too. dudes, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so that should be fun. And then we were going to do, and I don't know the... The label just never got back to me. We were going to do Vader. It's going to be down here Monday, but yeah, I never... I mean... I, I don't know what's going on with that, is, but... Is Vader on Nuclear Blast? Yeah. Huh. Hey, you never know. Peter might just have been like, dude, we're so busy that I just don't have time to do it. I don't even know that... Well, no. I, see, that's what's funny. We actually did the old school thing and went the Because Corey's... The, my brother's right, right, friends right. with him, so we were trying to get at that. We'll see what happens, but... I think that once it, you know, once you're there and you're gonna see the other guys and he's there, I'm sure it probably help you. It'd be out. cool, yeah. But yeah, we so we just been running crazy this week. And very then, good, very good supporting the underground. Yeah, man, that's what we do. What we're doing. That's man. why you have to follow Wests. <laughs> that's what we what we're trying <laughs> to do. So, but but yeah. So, um, anything else uh, after? I'm assuming you're gonna be doing a shitload of touring. Yeah, well, all right. At this point, that you can talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't give you exact dates or who we're sure, sure, playing yeah, with, sure, but for right now, um, we're doing this tour with Morbid Angel, and we still have quite a few of our own headlining shows we're doing on their off days, which leads us up to July first when we get home. So we have off the month of July, but we we'll still have to be doing some rehearsing because August is coming up. When August comes up, we fly over to Europe and do some festival seasons for the month. Posted that on the page. So that's right. We so, got a lot of European and we're gonna, listeners. We're so. going to be out there. Um, Hanging out with uh, Power Trip and uh, probably a couple of other support bands. Nice. When we get done with that. We're supposed to come back home, so we'll be at September at that point. Uh, we should be going down to South America and do oh, yeah. some shows there. And then we're hoping to come back home after that in either October or November, do a run with our boys from Cryptopsy. Oh, that's amazing. Hopefully, we can do something with them up in Canada in the October area. It depends on. You know what tours go through, how tired sure. everybody is, or whatever. You know, if the stars all align, we can make that happen. And then we're going to try to do something again for you know late no, late November to the middle of December, maybe in the states, just to uh, finish out the year. Then after that, I really couldn't tell you because my management would have to inform me <laughs> on what the hell they want me to do for the rest of it for them. To the beginning of 2018. Well, that's a, you're going to be busy, man. I'm trying to stay out. busy. I'm trying to stay busy, you know. I'm trying to keep my kids out on the road and make them happy. I'm trying to bring some good music to people. You're doing it. Make some new fans. Play with, you know, bands that I've always idolized and enjoyed. This is a hell of a bill. Yeah, it, it really is. It's really I, killer, man. You know, from the old school side of it, you guys are more names. It's like a dream come true for me. Uh, that's, well, a, that's a cool... And Steve being back in the band with Big Steve. I, I, band, yeah, so. well, that, that was just... A, that was just a fucking seal the deal thing for me. You he's know? awesome. He's he is, you know. He's so I mean, amazing. So. He's, a, he's a good man. He's he's always been a part of the metal scene since he lived in Ohio, and we used to go on tour and run into him with his other bands. I mean, you know, he's done great. Morbid Angel Records with oh, Trey yeah. already. 
he's got Warfather, which is that's that's right, not yeah. like you know that's not like something to scoff at either. No, it's so for him to be back in the fold with Morbid Angel really made me excited because it let me know that he you know Morbid Angel is coming back for you guys. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, I, I, that was the first thing I said. I, of course, I would fucking support them. Which is great. Well, you know what's funny? He's another one. I met him like I did you through Facebook, but yeah. I've never met him. Oh boy! It's just fun. I mean, but I we've think, talked for, I yeah. mean, way before he was ever back yeah. in the band or what. And you know, we was telling me about Warfather and all that good stuff. So he's a he's a great guy. Like he is. He really is, man. He's a good dude. He hangs out. It's he's a big Dio fan. I always thought that was cool. Oh yeah, I think everybody is a <laughs> yeah, Dio fan, a especially Dio. me, man. Forget it. I love Ronnie. Ronnie, Vivian Campbell back in the day, they were fucking killing it. I mean, let alone he was killing it in Black Sabbath and everything else. Um. I have something wild you to know. tell you about while we're talking real quick. Oh, oh. It's taken a year to get this set up. I'm interviewing Ronnie DeFeo. Really? On our podcast. When is that going to happen? The fall. Oh, well, good I had to get you. everything worked out with a lawyer. but And everybody's like, why the hell are you doing it? I'm like, it's fucking Amityville Horror. i got to do it. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's like... Nobody's some... ever... And to my knowledge, he's never done a podcast, so I feel like I'm kind of... Well, that's going to be ground. that's gonna be some intense shit. I heard, like, uh... I heard he, like... Doesn't he live in, like... like Yonkers or something now in New York? Or well, something? he's still in prison up there. Oh, he, okay. Yeah, he's in the... I don't know if this makes any sense. There's a there's a big prison up there, and I, without looking at my notes, I yeah, can tell yeah, you, but yeah. it's either in... It's it's still in New York, but it's right on the edge of Pennsylvania, Vegas, like it's yeah, in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Elmira or something. But I had this... But it's crazy, the people that, that are in that prison, like the... The son of yeah. Sam Killer yeah, yeah. is or was in there. there. There's real fucking killers. In yeah, there, I mean it's you know? <laughs> so it's it's an undertaking. It's taking me a long time. But believe it or not, the Department of Corrections in New York's been really helpful and, and huh. didn't really understand why I want to do it. I had to go through his lawyer, and I actually just got a clear well, record to even think, talk about. I it, think so. that anything anything that they could get publicity wise that pays attention to a prison and uh, shed some light on it is probably they consider it. Like positive, you know what I mean? It's it's different. I mean, I don't. You it's know, fucked up. It, it is very and and but you know, I'm gonna do it. I figure, fuck it. It's like something different. Give me yeah. some, give me some hits. Well, on. I'll tell you what, I'll be listening to that one. <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be an interesting one. I'm, I'm definitely. You know, and I just figured, why not? You, but know, you also gotta be careful that the demons don't get you through like the internet and <laughs> shit because that. You know that place was fucked up up there. Bro. Oh man, I'm yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had the Ed and Lorraine Warren that the, they yeah, depicted yeah, yeah. those Conjuring movies. Yep. They investigated him and said he was legit. <coughs> so, you know, of course they. Exactly, and it's like you just never know. You know what could be going on up there, and then it's like you never know what transcends our reality. <laughs> I know it's you know pretty so. wild. I thought I and it's. I think it's a New York thing. Too, it is, it. man. I mean, I've seen the Amityville Horror House in person like eighty times. You know? <laughs> but I'm not going in that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm not going. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's like I said. It's I don't know. I think people, a couple people, think I've lost my mind doing it. But I figure, why not? It'd be kind of interesting. You know what, man? It is. Interesting. I'd interview Charles Manson if I could. But they say that the line to get to him, like actual major reporters that would secretly go yeah, to try I mean, to interview, you know, they're like, they're, no, they're not getting books it. and movies out of him. You know? What oh I mean? yeah, they're not letting you. But that, I mean, like, even if I was like a like a, a known journalist, they're not going to let them go talk to him. So yeah, it's because they'll probably try to manipulate it, manipulate you to kill yourself. He's that smart, you know? Oh yeah, crazy shit. So. But, but, up. but yeah. All right, Terrence, this is amazing. West. 
Thank you for the interview. Dude, thank you so much. This is amazing. Anytime. Anytime. This is Terrence from Suffocation. You are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Don't let the ball get you. That's awesome. It was great. <laughs> it's great. And oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, we love those Phantasm movies. It's yeah, awesome. Dude, I love it. Did you watch the new one? It's great. oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like killer. It. it puts a lot of things in, into a perspective where you don't know if that whole thing was like something about <laughs> Reggie's brain being fucked up. You know? Oh, it's. I thought that was. It was cool. cool. I love all those movies. Yeah, me it's too. Really from Phantasm. Good evening, all my Lake Shoppers. It's closing time. The store will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this cream keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. You're crazy! He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now... He's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. of Michael Myers. See Jimmy Lane as Reno Miller, a man driven to the very edge.
The driller killer is coming, 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 coming. Just a wonder. Stuart Gordon, the director of Fortress, The Pit and the Pendulum, and Reanimator, takes you into the dungeons of Castle Dorsino. Now an American family. Welcome to Castle Riley, lady. Will inherit a legacy of evil. They say the castle is haunted. And a master of modern horror. Will unleash his most terrifying creation. Stuart Gordon's Castle Free. Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton in Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden, watching, waiting. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a <laughs> greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh, God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. Was it worth it? Would you like to escape? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do... Ready to play? Don't make a wish. Ah! Wish master. Careful what you wish for.